only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
Let me tell you something. If silence will stop you, you don't deserve success. If rejection will make you give up on your dream, you have not earned the right to have it. There is not one winner in here that hasn't been rejected at least 10 times before they got one thing to open up in their life. Can I get anybody that will bear witness that the boy is telling the truth? You know, when you think about Megafest, it's not exactly a conference. Uh, it's not exactly Disneyland. It's kind of like a hybrid. You got faith. You got empowerment sessions for business people. You got first time, first seen movies, comedy shows, drama, dance. You say why do it? I say why not? Whatever you need, whatever will send you home better, revive spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. It's here. It's now. Meet me at Megafest. I thought he was trying to talk the man out of the building. 
but he really wasn't trying to talk him out of the building. He was just trying to stall him long enough <laughs> to get a breakthrough. This woman started praising God. It was a negotiation technique because she knew if anything would stop Jesus, it would be a praise. You don't need to be cute. You need to be crazy. 
This woman said, I don't care what you say. I don't care how you look at me. I don't care what name you call me. She said, yeah, I'm a dog.
a problem, but a crisis requires a resolution. A crisis is a kind of life-changing problem that cannot be ignored. Although a crisis is huge and sometimes overwhelming, it only takes one word, one touch, or even just a crumb from the table of the master to deliver you. Be ready, be willing, be able, be on guard, be available. Step out of your comfort zone like the woman in our story and give God a sacrifice, a praise, a faith, of tenacity. I am so thankful for many of you that have joined in with me to make it possible that when somebody desperately needs help, we are there, humble as it is, dropping crumbs of truth, nuggets of wisdom, whether through social media, through television, through books, through various material. Thank you for helping me to make it possible that somebody can have something to hold on to when all hell is breaking loose in their life. I'm talking to the global partner system that we put in place because so many people want to be a part of what we're doing, and everybody can't go around the world and speak, or everybody can't go around the world and write books or do other things or build wells or build hospitals like we do or, or work to the transformation of 10,000 images. Everybody can't do that, but everybody can help us do it. God has made you his answer to people in crisis. Every time you give, your little bit in your hand might not be much, but when we get in and get through praying over it, negotiating and stretching it, you'd be surprised how much we can get done with your sacrifice. God gets the praise because you are an answer to someone's prayer. If you haven't become a GPS partner yet, I want to encourage you to join in today. There are benefits to being a partner. Just visit tdjpartners.org where we are one global family touching the world, the world. Black, white, red, brown, the world with God's love. Our goal and purpose in life under Christ is to love and to help one another. And that's the mission of GPS. Together, we can touch lives, helping the hurting, encouraging the hopeless, feeding the hungry, and so much more. Visit tdjpartners.org and find out how you can help impact the lives of generations to come. We are all one global family, touching the world with God's love. It is not about how well you fight. It is about what you are fighting for. When battling for your future, remember, Jesus has already won. For your gift of any size, you will receive The Battle Is Not Yours on CD. You don't wait for things to get better. You got to go ahead and do the work while you are getting hit in the face. It's a fight every day. When your gift is $70 or more, you will receive our three-message series. He's already won on DVD and series audio on a USB drive. Anybody can praise it when everything's going right, but you have to be a soldier to praise it when all hell is breaking loose. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you will receive He's Already Won, three-message DVD series, audio USB drive, Bishop Jake's best-selling book, Instinct, a miracle journal, and miracles still happen, greeting cards. What your challenge is you. Have to believe. Your victory away because he's already won. And the devil's been saying, where is your God? 
and seminars and what's available here, you can literally take a family vacation the entire week here. We've done Super Bowls and Final Fours, but to have an event that talks to the soul, that talks to the family, Supernatural encounter. I love the Lord and I love Megatech.
telling everybody to come back to church. Just knock on the door. Check it out. Make it through. 
download the free Stingray Music mobile app. my testimony, everybody, how God favored me in spite of my enemies, and if God did it for me, he'll do the same thing for you, don't worry about your haters, your haters can't do nothing with you, listen to these words, love is patient, caring, love is kind, love is felt most, love is felt most when it's
know you got a friend. Mm-hmm. 
Rondeke Sheke Yande Indo Father God, we praise thy name. Yandaroko Seke Yando Rondeke Seke Yande Indo Sheke Yo Father God, yes, yes, yes. Hmm. We seek your face, Father. Shankarandeke, oh yes, 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 Father. We praise thy name. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Father God, yes, 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 Lord. Mm. We praise the name of thy God. Yes, Lord. My God, my God. Thy has not forsaken us. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes! Thank you, Lord. Buscande shike karande kandoko sa kande roko de kararoko kondus kararando kus kande roko mbus kararada kumbus kande rokumbu karya da kande ke kararoko te kada kandoko Hmm yes kararando se ando rande roko bus kerande hande hoskandes kororokombus kada kanis kararokomboko Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ronde de Kosaka, ha. Ronde Kere de Kosekeka. Ronde de Kose 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 Mm, mm, mm. We give you the praise. Ooh, yes. We glorify you, God. Mm, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Mm. Sharadokosekete, Handedeko we praise thy father, Akosa. We praise you, Lord. Randeke rokosa, randeke ha 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 ha. Nyere rokoseke. Yes, yes, yes. Rokosa, hambish kere rokosa, shede rokose, sharande rokosada. Oh yes, yes. Rashere rokosaka, shedesh kere rokosaka. Yes, 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 Paul. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Wow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
Yes, now there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Right there. Right there, Father. Right there, Father. Now, Lord, I want to pray for her and her household right now, Lord. Mm. Yes, Holy Spirit, yes, 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 there we go, there we go, there we go, shifting, 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 Ha now 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 yet a con did a gas did a go boscare the gas did a ghost did a gas did a ghost did a con did a shit to go sit go run to go sarga hard run did a go se 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 did ha ha there we go there we go Father God we praise our name yet a go se did a go sata we glorify yet a go se shit to 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 go saka Mm, yes, yes, yes. She had the Kubuske de Kanda, she kissed the Kuseke. Yes, 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 Father Rombo, Kusare Kande, she Now, now, now we can go forth. Now we can go forth. Now we can go forth, Father. Run to the Gosishi to Gosishi to Gosishi to Gosishi to Gosandaka. Oh, yes, Lord. Now, Lord, she has a situation, Father. How do you want her to deal with it? Ha 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 Mm, how do you want her to deal with what's going on in her household, Father? Or she's a woman of God, mm, a praying woman of God. Father, but you know one thing, Lord, when she opened her mouth, I could hear her faith. I could hear her trust in you. Ooh, shadarakandaka. She's had some experience with you and your word. Ooh, shadarakandaka. And she just knows that the daddy God just show me how. <laughs> but I'm trusting you to turn this thing around. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, yes. Thank you, Father. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, Lord, mm, saturate her household with your covering, with your blood. Mm. That precious Holy Ghost anointed blood of Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. The blood that washes white as snow, Father. Cover her. Cover her household. Let your blood enter in, Father. Mm. What's your name again, ma'am? My name is Kiana. Kiana, and your daughter's name is Amaya? What's your daughter's name again? Amaya. Amaya, it. okay. All right, Father Kiana. Oh, Lord, thank you, Father God. I stand in behalf of Kiana right now. She did randaka. Ha, where is it at? Mm. Thank you, Father. Rumble, Kosa, Kambaka. 
and Kiana's children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of Kiana's children and her daughter Omaya, Father. Mm. Omaya, her daughter, shall be taught of you, and great shall be Omaya's peace, Father. No weapon that is formed against Kiana and household shall prosper, Father. Every tongue that rises against her in judgment, Lord, you will condemn it, Father. Every tongue, every tongue, Father. Every tongue that rises against Kiana in judgment, you will condemn, Father. This is her heritage. This is her right. For she is your servant. Mm. Thank you, Father. Her righteousness is of you, Father God. Lord, you will bless those that bless her and her household. And you will curse those that curse her and her household. Father God, this is in your word. Now, Lord, you have a child of the enemy that is trying to curse your daughter. What did you just say in your word? That those who curse, you will send that curse right back to them. So we rebuke that curse right now in the name of Jesus and send it right back to where it came from. It will no longer come, for she is covered by the blood. Send the curses back and let them know that she is a child of the Most High. See, they're dealing with the prince of the power of the air, but we are serving the Most High God. And we stand and cover her and her family right now in the name of Jesus. We break all satanic strongholds right now. Push, out in the name of Jesus. No. No, Satan. You must back up. No, Satan. What did your word say, Father God? No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. No weapon. No weapon. So, Satan, this is in the word. So if you're going to fight, you're going to have to fight against the word. Lord, we're reminding you of your word. And you said your word would not come back to you, boy. So, Father God, we're placing your daughter, Kiana, and Omaya, and our family, before you said, cover them with your word and with your blood. Send those curses right back, right now, in Jesus' name. Every demonic stronghold and entity will go back, no longer come in there. For I'm asking for angels, guardian angels, to cover and protect them. Warring angels that are on assignment to cover them and protect them, Father. Healing angels, Lord, to cover and protect them, Lord. On assignment. To keep them. He said, Grace shall be the peace of Akiya Almaya. For she is Kiana's daughter. Grace shall be her peace, and she shall be taught of you, Father. 
What better teacher is there than a youth, Holy Spirit? No weapon. No weapon. You didn't say some. You said none. That is formed against her. She'll prosper. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father, for turning that judgment right back to whence it came, Father, for sending it right back, Lord. Sending it right back, Father. Holy Spirit, see, they're seeking power, but they're missing it. Show them who's God. And it tells you in your word again to pray for your enemies. So right now, I'm going to pray for them because, they, see, the enemy has gotten them off course. So I'm going to pray for them right now to let them know that you are God. See, what they're truly seeking is power, and Satan has beguiled them and blinded them. So, Father God, I'm asking, I'm praying on behalf of them for salvation, Lord, for his deliverance for them, Father. I'm praying, Father, that you will break the strongholds and the bondages so they can rise up and be a testimony to tell about who I once was but God. But God, for you are the most high God. None other do we serve. The Holy Spirit, just do whatever needs to be done the way that it needs to be done. Cover Kiana. Cover her family. Cover her. Keep a hedge of protection around them. And I'm asking for healing and holding in their lives. Deliverance in their lives. Protection in their lives, Lord. So thank you, Father God. As you continue to keep your word in front of them, Lord. Oh, uh-oh. It's breaking. It's breaking. It's breaking. It's breaking. And heal her daughter, Father, but she's got some scars on her. She's got some scars that need to be healed, Father. You are the great physician. Mm -mm. She's got some scars on her that need to be healed, Father. Touch her daughter right now. Right now, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Come on in, Daddy God. (laughs) Like a flood. Come on in like a flood and move in her life, Lord. So she can transition to become the woman of God that you're calling her to be. We stand and cover them in your blood and your love with your word, Lord, and you will remove all wounds and make them whole, Father. They will be testaments of what the word of God can do. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do. It matters are you choosing to stand and to stand there for Are you choosing to seek and say what the word says, Lord? So this family will be a testament. They see about my daddy God. They won't back down because the devil shows his head. They will show the devil the word. 
They won't back down because the enemy's trying to scare them. No, 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 no. Let me tell you about my father, God. Because, <laughs> see, I'm going to remind you, say, you tried this over 2,000 years ago. <laughs> when he hung up on that cross. Mm. He was bruised for our iniquities, our transgressions, Lord. We are made whole and healed by your stripes. So, Satan, we're just reminding you that it's a done deal you tried. We're his now. We're trusting and believing in him and walking in what he called us to do. So, Father God, love on this family. Protect, heal, make them whole. Pull them closer to you. Wrap your arms around them. I plead your precious Holy Ghost anointed blood over their lives. And I speak peace. Peace beyond all understanding into their lives. And again, that individual or those individuals that, that has come against I ask, Father, for you to give salvation unto them. Break those strongholds in their lives and let them know that they don't have the true God. <laughs> they got a facsimile. <laughs> they don't have the true power. <laughs> they got a facsimile. Introduce them to the true God and say, now, if you really want to know, <laughs> you really want some power, you got to come see me. Because, see, the power that Satan had, God gave it to him. <laughs> so they still got a facsimile. They ain't got the real thing. <laughs> oh, Lord, yes, yes, yes. So, Father, right now we just give you a praise. We just give you a praise, Lord, for just being God right here and right now. Holy Spirit, we just give it. Of course, praise your Holy Ghost anointed name, Father. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, sister. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Whew, Father God. I was coming from Isaiah um, 54. The uh, 13 verse is the one that talks about the children. And then the 17 verse goes into no weapon formed against us to prosper. My pastor taught that to me, to actually to us, when he kept um, being bombarded with sickness and somebody gave that to him. And basically what you're doing is you're reversing the curses right back to them. And so, so, I, so I, it's like I, I, I actually was telling them yesterday that, uh, you know, we're in warfare. So anytime I'm in warfare, those are some verses I, I, I use. And also, I'm not exactly sure where it is in Deuteronomy, but where it says he will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. That comes from Deuteronomy. I'm not really sh exactly sure. But, again, that's Isaiah 54, 13, and 17. Oh, yeah, I say it. Um, and that no evil, no plague. I, huh? I've been studying it since I was, like, 12 or 14. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know all the words. <laughs> Right now, praise I think God. for extra prayer because I know the Bible tells us that, you know, one could chase so many yes. and two could chase even more. So Amen. That's why, that's why I was calling it for prayer. Not a problem. Not a problem. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you participated. Well, thank you. No problem. No problem. 
<laughs> well, I guess that got us formally opened up this morning. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> well, anybody else want prayer since we started? Kicked it off real good so far. <clears throat> anybody else on the line want prayer? I'll come down here for my water. Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Anybody else want prayer going three times? Okay, it's time to start on the. <laughs> well, let me pray for Suzanne. Ah, <sighs> Bush get it a go yes, 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 Father God. Hell it goes to the little Gasanda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yet it goes to the Gosaka. Han Shakara. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <coughs> Not, I'm going to start on the list. Morning, Sam. Hey, Shay, how you doing this morning? Hey. Well, I started off um, really. um. Getting armor on and talking to God and getting into the Word before I even got on the line this morning. And just God. And I began to start doing what Pastor Lamore had suggested, reading a Proverbs every morning. And huh? and so, um, yeah, it started out good. And, and so I'm just I'm grateful for God helping me each morning and laid hands on Louis while he was sleeping and prayed in tongues over him and. Uh, never did that before, so that was that was neat. Okay. I encouraged him to pray in tongues more, and and uh, he's doing that too. So that's really cool. So things are moving in the house, so it's, it's all cool. good. Cool beans, cool beans, cool beans. Thanks. Cool beans. Yeah. ご縁のオブナムセプレシア。シャハラマシケラマシャタラマシャタラマテヒナタラマシ。ケタラマシャタラマシャタラマテヒナタラマシ。オシャタラマシケラマシャタラマシテラマシャタラマテヒナタラマ
We're pulling it out in the name of Jesus. Come on out in the name of Jesus. That's it. Get all of the residue out in the name of Jesus. Get the residue out. Shout out for Get the residue out now, Father. Let the bomb of Gilead go in and heal. Let the word of God go fill the void, fill the cracks and the crevices. We bind all generational curses right now in the name of Jesus. Heal her and make her whole, Father. Fill those voids with your presence, with your word. We cover her with the precious Holy Ghost anointed blood, Father, as you will now continue to increase in her life. She won't walk in that dread and that heaviness that's been lingering over. We have broken that right now in the name of Jesus. Presence, Father, and with your word, and mm. she will come nearer to you, Father, for she seeks your face, and it is only the word of God that can cause the deliverance that is necessary. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. All righty. Yeah, we kicking it off this morning real good. Okay. Well. Anybody else want prayer before I get to the list? Feeling <laughs> <laughs> a little lighter, Sherry? Yeah. Thank you. No problem. I could I I I I could tell there was one in there because when I was praying this morning, I was trying to pray for my friends. One was coming out, and so mm-hmm. I, was, I was, you know, I was, doing, I was praying too over it. Uh, it's better with two people doing it than just one. Well, thank you. I mean, thank God. Thank God. Are there layers that come out? I mean, are there different layers that that we have in us that are still in us that need to come out? Or so we got deeper layers of everything, sure. What? I mean, we got deeper layers of everything. You know, I mean, as you grow more and more. Well, as I say, the closer you get to God, the more, the more, <clears throat> the more you see your filthiness, and that's what Paul says. Okay. So the closer you get to God, the more you'll see, you know, how we're dirty, filthy, unrighteous. Right. So, yeah, it's, you know. And as was something we were praying on the line the other day, um, a lot of things are there because of generational curses and family bloodlines. So some things, you know, has to be dealt with just because of, who you know, the family we were born in. So, right. yeah, this thing gets kind of deep. Right. It gets kind of deep. But then again... It doesn't. <laughs> there was a scripture that I read this morning, and I don't, I don't know where it's at now, but um, it talked about don't view, and I, and I heard this on the radio yesterday, about how women especially view everything externally. Mm-hmm. How they look 
at the outer, how their hair looks, how fat they are, how skinny they are, how their nose looks, how they feel about themselves, what they wear, how they, you know, and, and present themselves and and how how they're judged themselves and how other women judge them and even men will judge them by their outer outerness. Mm-hmm. And how it's always on the outer looking in, you know. And so they they look outside themselves. And this is something that, that was in my family was you have a spot on your, your clothes, you gotta get it off. If your hair is messy, go comb it, you know. Just different things that that, that was valued in my family. My weight was another one. Um just on and on and on, and you had to fit this criteria in order to be beautiful. You had to fit this criteria to be accepted, and and it was a lie, you know. And I had bought into that lie that that because I was heavier, um, I was no good. And I bought into that lie. And the lady on the line said yesterday that God doesn't look at the external; He looks in the heart. And in your spirit, and in and in the things that flow through you, that God flows through you, and that we don't look at our externals, but God looks at the heart and the intent of the heart, and how we're children of God, and that we're temples of God, and how we take care of our bodies, and nurture our lives, and nurture those around us and love each other and have mercy on ourselves and love ourselves, but not to condemn ourselves and beat ourselves up because of our appearances. And women, women, I, I, and I'm not a general statement on this, but women are, are programmed by society, by family, by themselves, how they look outside whether their shoes match with their clothes, if their fingernails are done, whether they're got makeup on or don't have makeup on, you know, they're trying to beautify themselves on the external. And 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 that, and that doesn't help. It's like every morning I'm like, "Louie, how do I look this morning? Does the clothes look okay?" That doesn't matter. And and Louie said, "You know, even the Hawaiian girls are, are big and fat, but they're beautiful." You know? And so it's, it's, it's a perception that, that, that needs to be broken and, and need, needs to be transformed you know, by the renewing of our minds. But that, that, that is something that, that, for me personally, I struggle with. Because that was a generational curse passed down to me through my family, and I don't know how far back, and plus through society and, and all that. And I'm just wondering, you know, that that's common. That's common in, in society. You got guys, two and three women on TV, and they enlarge their eyes to make them look bigger. Um, it's just it's just a society thing, and and it's dragging people. It's a lie that is dragging people, women down. Louie and I were talking about this clothes. I wear men's shirts. I don't wear women's shirts. I wear men's shirts because they're thicker, they're better, they're they're more durable and they're cheaper. Um, so I wear men's shirts. 
and the the women's shirts are thin, more expensive, and they don't fit right. You see, even even in and then sometimes they change the sizes. One year it could be a size twelve, the next year it could be a size fourteen. So they're messing with women's minds on the, on the, in society, and 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 it 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 is it, an underlying current of of it's external, you know, people can walk down the street and look a certain way and immediately I make a judgment. How they look, oh, they must be this and this and this. And Louis will look at them and say, boy, they got this and this and this, and he's got a total different view. He sees something that I don't see, and it's like, oh, okay. But my eyes are always looking at the external on things, and I don't like that. I don't like that, and 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 that needs to change. So I'm wondering if if if, if you could pray for me on that one, because <laughs> that that's something that to me is very very serious. I want I want to see myself like God sees me inside my spirit and my heart, because my spirit and my heart are toward God. I love God with all my heart, and I worship Him every day, and I focus on Him, and I love Him, and I talk to Him. And I can sit at the table and, and ask him questions and just talk to him like he's sitting right there with me at the table. You know? I'll, I'll, I'll ask the silliest questions. I'll say, well, do you like chocolate, Jesus? Do you like apples? What kind of food do you like to eat? And and Louis has used the scripture that he they called him a glutton because he loved to eat food. And I thought, well, I'm just wondering what kind of food do you like to eat, Jesus? You know? I know it sounds silly, but it's like I'm conversing with Jesus on 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 a personal basis. I know he ain't gonna, you know, he could answer, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out to him, you know, like hey, you know, and I'm thinking about things in in a different way. I you know, I know it sounds silly, but anyway, I I just I was just wondering if you could just kind of. I I usually don't have you pray for me, but this this to me is very serious for me. I I need this broken off of me because, and and it, it was a learned behavior. It's an it's 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 a, it's definitely a generational curse. And um, well, but I can pray. Can I go ahead and pray for myself? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, CC right now, God, there's a generational curse of viewing things from the external and looking at things that are outside God. That. When I see things or see people or see myself, I look on the outside and on 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 your heart. God, change my heart and my eyes so I can see people the way you see them, and that that curse, that generational curse, will be broken, and that I bind it in the name of Jesus and cast it to the dry places, not to come back. I ask that the residue also be bound and cast in the dry places, not to come back. And that that curse is broken now in the name of Jesus. And as your word says, no weapon formed against me can prosper. God, I'm a victor and not a victim. I will not submit to this, God, and ask that you begin to change that heart of mine so that that curse, that generational curse now is broken in the name of Jesus. And thank you for breaking it. I ask, God, that you fill me full of your Holy Spirit in that direction. And in that part of my life, God, that 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 will no longer exist, 
and teach me, God, to resist that, God, and to look only at you and the way you view me through your word. Help me to seek out the word so that I know who I am in you more and more every day, God. And pour your balm and Gilead over me, God. In Jesus' only name I pray, amen. Amen. Yeah, I would like to say this. Um, <clears throat> a lot of what you were talking about is a result of a fall. Is a result of the fall. Our Bible talks about the vanity of a woman. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying, don't. That's your flesh. Okay. That's your flesh nature, and okay. all of us have what well, we all covered in flesh. So okay. as God is just basically revealing these things to you, just say, okay, that's my flesh. It's just like imaginations. Regardless of wherever we are, however um, we're walking in faith, there will be, as long as you're in this flesh, you're going to have doubt that's going to present itself. Hmm. So it's part of the flesh nature. I mean, just because in the Word of God, it tells you to worship God in spirit and in truth. But it, I'll tell you like this. My pastor once told me, he said that, you know, you get down and pray, talk to God, and all of a sudden, here comes this thought across your mind that ain't got nothing to do with God. Right. That's your flesh nature. Okay. So as long as you're bound in this flesh, you're going to have these thoughts and all these things that are going to pop up. Okay. That's why the Bible tells you to cast them down. Okay. How do you do that? Well, just like what you did. Okay, that is not of God. Keep it moving. Okay, Father, I praise you. Keep it moving. Oh, you know what? That is not. You just keep, you keep focusing on what God tells you. And uh, how, like, kind of what what you did, you pray about it, you see God. But I'm just saying, don't don't get overwhelmed by it. Is what I'm really trying to say is, is you're gonna deal with this for the rest of your life. Oh, great. So, but no, you do what you're doing is correct. I was just basically giving you a little, you know, let you know, okay, that's your flesh, and as long as long as you're alive, we're gonna have our flesh right rearing up. <laughs> okay. But no, you're doing what you're doing is correct. That that what you're doing is good. Okay. <clears throat> Morning, Sam. Hey, what up, bro, Nate? All right. You, you sound a little better, more like you woke. <laughs> and I am so wore out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. On my way back up north again. <laughs> you got to go back there again today? Uh, I got to get parts, man. Okay. My man is scary. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow. Morning, Nate. Morning. Wow. Mm, you know what? I'm going to pray for you, brother Nate. That you'll be refreshed like Elijah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Father. When your prophet Elijah, Lord, after mm, fighting with the prophets of Baal and running for his life from Jezebel, you took him, Lord, and you refreshed him. Oh, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now to touch this man of God and refresh him, Father. Rebuild him up, Lord, because he's running the race that you have put him on, Lord. He's running the assignment that you have given, and he has said yes. So, Father God, refresh, 
revigorate, Lord. See, this is when I'm asking you the supernatural to go in and go beyond what the physical can do, Father. <laughs> supernatural to go in, Lord, and stir, heal, hold, <laughs> realign whatever needs to be done so he can continue. You just not continue the risk, but he can walk strong and steady, Father. Keep this man of God center and not only him. Mm. Oh. Oh. Mm. Okay. Guskira kombuko koko 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 Mm -mm. We're claiming that mountain right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke all demonic influence right now in the name of Jesus. We break every bondage and every strong. We call it to go right back to where it came from, Father. Just as I stood in your word for Isaiah 54 and 17 regarding her household, I now stand in it, Father. We stand in it regarding this man and the assignment that you have on. Everyone that is blessing him, you will bless. Everyone that is cursing him, Father, you will curse, Lord. He is on an assignment, and you have given him the victory. Lord, we stand united with this man. So he can press on. We will push him back every demonic stronghold right now in the name of Jesus. Clear the path so he can run, run unimpeded to victory, Father. He needs the strength and the direction. His crew needs the strength and the direction because they are all on assignment to go and prove God do what all needs to be done, Father. Give them everything that they need from finances, wisdom, connection, favor, Lord, whatever. Father, whatever, supernaturally, I'm asking you to speed up the process. Nothing, nothing. We break all hindrances right now in the name of Jesus. For we say victory. We praise you right now for the victory. And we give you the glory. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Father. I'm just just giving you the praise right now, Daddy God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time, Father. Everything, supernaturally, everything, Father, supernaturally, everything supernaturally is lined up. So that can be done in your holy name. It is so. Amen. Amen. Ooh, yes, 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 and amen. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. All righty. That's pretty good. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Well, I'm try again. Anybody else before I get to the list? <laughs> it got kicked off this morning. It's just been going. Ah. Ooh, Lord. 
All right, well, I guess I'll go get the list then. Uh. <sighs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Okay, I washed that. Did I wash it and put it up? I don't know what I did. I washed it. Okay, let's start with the move family. Run this go station to 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 go Teresa Crosby. Sandaka, <laughs> Yes, could go station go station of Randy go station go Saga, which go station go say Yonder go station go Saga, Sakara. Okay, I got that. All right. Um, Edgar Levine, Randy Gosishi, 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 Gos
William and Anna, Hondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Sakara, Stephanie, Roy Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Rosh Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Sakara, Bonita, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Sakara. The Reddick fam, Rosh Shirakos, Rondo Gosishi Gosishi Gosaga, Rosh Gosishi Gosishi Gosaga, Sakara. Eugene Rogers, Rendigo Sushi, Gosushi, 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 Gosaga, Little Gosushi, 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 Gosaga, Sakara, Sherry and Pat, Roshko Sushi, Gosushi, 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 Gosaga, Roshko Sushi, Gosushi, Gosushi, Gosaga, Sakara, Man in Wheelchair, Rendigo Sushi, Gosushi, Gosushi, Gosaga, Rendigo Sushi, Gosushi, Gosushi, Gosaga, Sakara, Trainer, Rendigo Sushi, Gosaga, Gosushi, 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 Gosaga, Rendigo Sushi, Gosushi, Gosushi, Gosaga, Sakara, Natasha, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Sakara, Ashley Whitney, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Sakara, Tamika, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Sakara, Natasha, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Rondo Gosishi 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 Hmm. Okay, Father God. Interesting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim salvation for Ashton Whitney. Lord, I speak salvation upon that household. Healing and deliverance and making them whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm, some rumbling in that jungle. Woo-hoo! Mm, wow. Let that settle in, Father. There's going to be some rumbling in that jungle there. Mm. Wow. Oh, my daughter's going to love that. Let me send her a text. <laughs> Okay, let me echo Levine, William and Anna, Stephanie, Bonita, the Reddy family, Eugene Rogers, Sherry and Pat, Amanda Wheelchair, Trina, Natasha, Ash and Whitney, Tamika Townsend, Jeff, Yoga, and the Gundit, 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 Tyrese, Rondo, go sushi, 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 go Okay, I'm done. Run the position, 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 position,
Jamal Bridges. You're going to go fish, you 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 go Bobby, who did go say she 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 go say go she go say she go say go say go Morning, family. Humble. Shkara da gasa da ka. Humble. Shkara da gosse. Humble. Shkara da gosse. 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 Shkara da gosse.
City of Atlanta, Rondo Gustishi, 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 Gustara, Rondo Gustishi, 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 Gustara, Asidaga, Sakara, my parents, Rondo Gustishi, 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 Gustara, Rondo Gustishi, 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 Gustara, Asidaga, Sakara, City of Atlanta, my parents, President Obama, Rondo Gustishi, 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 Gustara, Rondo Gustishi, 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 as you moving in his life, you go to the Gara and navigate his course. You go to the Ganda. Continue Holy Spirit to go to the Gasa Ganda to go to the Gada to bring that to pass. You go to the Gandesa Sakara. Amen. Good morning. Hmm? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm praise the Lord, the glory to the name of to the most high God. Oh, uh, but anyway, I you if are you done with your list? I need you to put one to pray for well, well you know you pray for the children, you pray for my children. But this specific incident came about I was received a phone call. Yesterday, that um, one of the, my students stabbed another student in the neck. Oh! Yesterday, day before yesterday, do you hear me? Oh! Oh! There's a great number of students who were suspended in my absence, um, and what have you. But anyway, lift up um the young man who was uh, assaulted. His name is Caleb Taylor. He's one of my gifted students. He's a very quiet young man. He reminds you of a Michael Jackson when he was still a little boy, black. Mm. And um and then um <laughs> you wrong for that one. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Man. No, 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 no. Honestly, if you look at him, he looked like a young Michael Jackson. I uh, know. When you said black, I just laughed because that's when he was young, cute, and black, and then he got uh-huh. older. Yeah. And uh-huh. then, he, then he bleached himself. Right, he just but, got, yeah, I know. <laughs> bleached himself, auto and everything else. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I should have. I, I probably should have rephrased that. It should have been. I should have probably said before. Then the LIGO took up. Took up. <laughs> took him on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the guy who assaulted him was um, Melvin Harris. Was one of my love. He was Melvin. Was, he he quite don't know what possessed him to do what he did. His name is Melvin Harris. But the thing with the with the with the and I guess I'm going to ask you to pray for my principal because of the simple fact he didn't see it at the sermon. Now, it's all right that a student can assault a teacher, and you want to send them out to school, but the ones who you stabbed in the neck, all of those are class three offenses. You want to expel him. So I, I don't get it, but it's not for me to get, but just standing there, I want to stand in the gap that the young man don't receive any lead poison. If had it hit him right, you know he could have taken him out of there because he hit him in the right place. Right, let me um, cause let me let me let me pray. Period about that whole situation. Yes. Oh God. 
Because, I mean, let me let me just pray first before I even open my mouth. Father God, I want to lift up Arthur to school, to class. Yeah, Okay. See, what's, what's striking me off is why I'm stopping, because I'm seeing a series of violent attacks. The girl attacked you. All, all of it, because all of it stemming from your classroom, right? The, 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 the girl that attacked you was in your classroom, right? Well, she would have been in my classroom. I teach them all, 7th and 8th grade. So it's just a series of attacks that's going along the whole school. There's been four teachers that are attacked at that school, period. Not just me. I'm just the one who spoke up. Okay. All right. There's four teachers attacked. In fact, the young girl who attacked me, she attacked another teacher back in January, she and her sister. Then a parent came and attacked Mrs. Golson, not one day, but assaulted her one day and then came back the next day. And the principal saw nothing was the woman said, well, I didn't hit her hard. You had no business touching her. Then another student attacked uh, another teacher. So that's four attacks right there. Okay. So... It was parents and students. All right, let me, let me, let me. Okay, no, y'all, ooh, ugh. I hate to see you on a, on a, on a roller coaster ride or a twist or what have you, but this is what. <laughs> yeah, it got kicked off early this morning. The first person somebody knew, it's been on early this morning. So now, nah, I mean, but it is what it is. It's just, it's yeah. I, and I thank you for that information. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, with with the kids and but this these are incidents that happened since I've been gone happen in another teacher's classroom, but I teach all of these students. Mm-hmm. I teach them all, so uh huh. Now you know, the Lord can work that out, but I I gave it to somebody bigger I, I couldn't handle it, you know. Alright, let me let me pray. Father God it's such a discord in that place. Yes, it is. Father, you say in your word, with sin abound, grace is much more abound, Father. Mm. 
Jericho said it go 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 Father God, we're seeking your face, Lord. There are problems at that place. But you do have your children, but they're not walking in the power of God. That's the problem. You know what? You are probably one of the only few, and I'm 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 saying this, Arthur. I'm I'm just saying it, okay? You're probably one of the only few that is walking up there and not scared to speak about God and His Word. Am I correct? I'm not. I, I, you're right. You would. You'd be right. They, the rest of them would do it under the law, hush hush tone or in secret or in private. But you know. I, I let the word of God come to my classroom. You know, the others might play gospel or something like that, but they ain't gonna talk about the Lord because mm-hmm. they're afraid of the repercussions that would happen to them for even speaking about God in there. But you know, hey, my God gave me permission. That and and that and see, that's 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 it right there. So as long as they want to keep God on the back, and that 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 that's it right there. That's so. Father God, Father God. We're beseeching on behalf of the school. Have this one vessel here who's not afraid to stand on your word. But everybody else chooses to back down. But, Lord, this is nothing strange, nor is it anything new. For when we talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those four, three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three, we're not afraid to bow down. But where were the rest of your children? They were there. But it's only those three that refused to bow down. Now, Lord, because the others are choosing to bow down to the worldly systems that are in place, they're choosing to bow down and to subjugate you and your name under the rules and the policies and procedures, it is letting <laughs> the enemy be rampant. Father God, your vessel who still cares and concerns about his children, he doesn't openly all the time say, but Lord, that man has love in his heart for your children, for his children that you have placed him above, Lord. Father, we come to you on behalf of that school. You said love covers a multitude of sins. Yes, 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 Lord. Jesus. 
No greater love than that that you have, Father. Lord, I'm asking for forgiveness on behalf of those of your children at that place. I'm asking for forgiveness, and Holy Spirit, please go in and make a change in that institution. Holy Spirit, go in and make a change and let your word rise up, Father. You got to touch from the principal's heart on down, Lord. Yes, Lord God. The regulations, policies, and procedures, and then looking at that to make a difference. But, Father God, in these times and these days, there's only one thing that will make a difference, and that is your word. So, Father God, move in those hearts that you be moved in, Lord. Move in their lives. So they said, you know what? We need God right now. I heard what you said, Board of Education, but I know that my God can make a difference. I need God right here because these policies and procedures will not stop what's going on. Let them come and seek your face, Father, and then rise up and begin to make transformations in that school and in those families, Lord. For they all need salvation, healing, and deliverance. Now, Father, for this last particular incident, I pray for perfect restoration of that young man who got stabbed, Lord. No problems, no complications whatsoever in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for just going right now and touching his body, Lord, and healing. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. And for the the individual who who did commit it, basically who yielded to the enemy, salvation upon his life, Lord. Salvation upon his family's life, Father. For that is the only way out. See, Father, he was striking out in anger against the side of his heart. He was striking and lashing out from what was going on within him, Lord. I'm asking, Father, to go inside of his heart or her heart and make them whole. They need healing and salvation and deliverance for him and his family, Father. Let your word come forth and knock on the door and say, Hey, I'm Jesus. Do you want to let me in? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. Well, alrighty then. Okay, well, let me get back to this list. <clears throat> I got President Obama. <clears throat> City of Atlanta, Yakarando Gosaka, Sakra, my parents, Yakasaka, Master, Pandu Gosisha, 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 Gosaka, Rondo Gosisha, 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 Gosaka, Sakra, Trauma Center Church, Grando Gosisha, 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 Gosaka, Sakra, Tamla Scott, Yano Gosisha, 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 Gosaka, Sakra, Haji Junior, Rondo Gosisha, Gosisha, Gosanda Gosaka, Sakra, Chris, Yano Gosisha, 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 Gosaka, Sakra. 
Tony Agnew, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. New Legacy Academy, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Lisa Brown, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Chris, Yana Gosaraga, Sakara. Haji, Pam, Trump's Mastermind, okay. Lonnie, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Felicia, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. R.C. Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga Sakara. Punch J. Lajana Kanishi Asian Charles Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga Sakara. Stillman College Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga Sakara. Marguerite Lou Low Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga Sakara. Dagelani Jalakasa Felicia Rakasa R.C. Jalakasa. Stillman, okay, Mario, okay, Vanessa, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Erica's Church, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Erica's Business, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Okay, Vanessa, Jaraka. My Business, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. My Business, Erica's Business, Erica's Church, Michelle Crock, Rondo Gosishi Gosishi Gosaraga, Sakara. Um, Bussin fam, Roshiko Sishiko 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 Saraga, Sakara. Jenkins fam, Roshiko Sishiko 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 Saraga, Sakara. Uh, Brandon Allen, Yoko Sishiko 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 Saraga, Sakara. Belinda, Rodi Shishiko Sishiko 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 Saraga, Sakara. Harambuski, Shishiko Sishiko Sishiko Saraga, Sakarande, Shirogasa, Radaka, Saka, Brandon Allen. Belinda Donald Trump, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sagasa, Ragasa, Ragasa, Sakara. Angie, Rombo Tiri Gosishi 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 Gosaga, Sakara. Markel, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Listen, no, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. We got Brandon, Belinda, Donald Trump, Angie, Markel, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Alyssa Noor, Rondo Gosishi, Sakara. Stan Washington, Voshi, Rondo Gosishi, Gosaraga, Sakara. Barbara Salt, Rondo Gosishi, Gosishi, Gosaraga, Sakara. Lashawn, Rondo Gosishi, Gosishi, Gosaraga, Sakara. Lorenzo, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Gentleman Carl, Rondo Gosishi, 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. My neighbor Eddie, Yondo Gosishi Gosaraga, Sakara. Train area, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Sean Stephen and David, Rosh Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Investors, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakasa, Ragasa, Ragasa. Rondo Gosishi Gosishi Gosaraga, Sakasa, Ragasa, Sakara. Investors, Delka. Okay, the invest, Sean Stephen and David. Train area. Hey, my name is Gentleman Call, Lorenzo, Salty, Stan Washington. Rondo Gosishi Gosaraga, Sakara. Okay. Everybody else on the list. Yoko Gosishi 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 Gosaraga, Sakara. Okay. The Satanic After School Program. Bushkari Gosishi Rondo Gosaraga, Bushkari Gosaraga, Sakara. The bell worshippers, Yeda go sishi to 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 Shiraganda, Hoshi to go sishi to go sishi to go sishi to go Saraga, Hoshi to go Sakara. 
Illuminati, Yerago de Gada de Gada de Gada de Gosida Gasaga, Sakara, the crack house, Wushu, Sisha Gosisha 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 Gosaga, Sakara, Satanic Scooper, Bellwish, Illuminati, crack house, okay. All right, did I get everybody else on the back of the um, other list? Okay, that's good. All right, my four is done. Um, anybody else want to do the list? Okay, I'm going to take that as a no. All right. Um, who am I making more? Okay, unsafe. Roshko, Rogosi, Shirogosi, Shirograndaka, Shirogosi, 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 Roshir Kosarakasa Okay. All right, we got salvation. Oh, congregations and churches. Rondo Gosisha, 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 Gosaga, Sakura. Mm. Pressure diminishing in the family. You're not going to go to the Sedaga, Sakara. Sick in the shedding. You're not going to go to the Sedaga, Sakara. Unsafe. Rush to the Sedaga, Sakara. Sick in shedding. Unsafe. Congregation churches. Prisoners of missionary. You're going to go to the Sedaga, Sakara. Sakara. Deceased in hospice. Shakes you're going to the Sedaga, Sakara. Sakara. Abuse and addiction. You're going to go to the Sedaga, Sakara. And that's all of that list. Walking in the realm of the supernatural, crush, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Discernment, run, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Peace surpasses all understanding, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Walking around supernatural, discernment, now's what I'm standing, financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, you gotta go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, go shit, Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, peace, pass all I'm standing, financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, now's what I'm standing, discernment, walking around supernatural, grace, mercy, and favor, run to go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit, go shit, shit,
Hmm. Supernatural, superhuman strength, ability, gifts, and talents on a synergistic and increasing basis. Sakra. Peace passes all understanding. Sakra. Growth in our gifts and in our fruits. Sakra. Growth and I guess in our fruits, peace, past all understanding, uh, financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, health, healing, and restoration, grande, go sisha, go sisha, go saga, sakara. Renewing our mind, go sisha, go saga, sakara. Renewing our youth, rush, go sisha, go sisha, go sisha, go saga, sakara. Praying for our youth, go sisha, go sisha, go saga, sakara. And I think that is it, that is all. All righty. Okay. Well, anybody else got anything? If not, I'm gonna send out this text so we can do the reading. Ugh. I'm gonna make me another juice. How about that one? <laughs> oh boy.
God is with me. Stingray music, all good vibes.
You're listening to Stingray Music.
All right, all right, all right. Fix me, fix me, fix me. I got some glue and some duct tape. Some liquid nails and some duct tape. You'd be good to go. All right, Holy Spirit. Put you up. Rondo de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Grande Rochelle de Comboco. Rondo de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi and Rondo de Gossesi and Raka. Ha, Father God, we praise your name. We glorify you, Father. Rombo Skid de Gossesi and Raska de Gossesi. We thank you, Father. Rombo Skid de Gossesi de Gossesi. Ha, Yerukose, Father God. Yerukose, Deka. Yerukose, let your word go forth. Hush, can Randrukose, De. Harayata Sakara, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. Where's my cup at? Ah. Instincts to increase. Our human instincts transcend physical survival and include our unique gifting and purpose. When we unleash our instincts to guide us, we discover the special way we are equipped, educated, and enlightened to fulfill our destiny. Your instincts are more resourceful, resilient, and responsive than you probably realize. So many tell me that they know that they know that what they were designed to do but simply can't catch a break. They tell me that the circumstances limit them, their finances prohibit them, and their relationships inhibit them. When you unleash your instincts, though you will find a way to move through, up, over, and beyond what appears to prevent your progress. Okay. See, here we go. I'm gonna just I'm gonna be nice and just reread this and won't comment. How about that? So many tell me that they know what they were designed to do, but simply can't catch a break. They tell me that their circumstances limit them. Their finances prohibit them. And their relationships inhibit them. When you unleash your instincts, though, you will find a way to move up through over and beyond what appears to prevent what appears to prevent what appears what appears what appears to prevent your progress. Mhm. See, I did good. When ideas hang out with influence, income will always emerge. Oh, here he go. He done gave me another one. When ideas hang out with influence, income will always emerge. Wow. Ideas, hanging out with influence. That means you got to check your inner circle. Those people that you that uh, you need to be linked with so that you can grow and increase. Most people abort their creative, out-of-the-box ideas for the fear of the investment. Uh-oh. Most people abort, that means they stop it short. Their creative out of the box ideas for fear of the investment. It's gonna cost me. I don't have it. And you know the thing about it, 
they will never admit that fear, but it will always be, I'm, I'm not going to say never, but see, that fear of the investment, they'll cover it up with their circumstances limiting them, their finances prohibiting them, and the relationships inhibiting them. All those reasons of why they can't do that. Their fear of the investment because it's going to require that you invest you. See, people are going to buy you before they buy whatever it is that you're selling. People are going to look at you before they look at whatever it is you're trying to do. That's something. I, that's something I had to. I had to learn and critique, because you know I really don't really care much about what I dress and how I look for the most part, because I get dirty for a living. But I had to come to the understanding that when I first go to a client for the first time, I think I might need to look a little bit more presentable than I normally do when I'm doing the work. Because see, I never really cared much because like, well, I know my work speaks for itself. But see, in order for them to even give me the opportunity to do the work, they got to buy me first. So I had to begin to learn, like, when I first go there, I'm not trying to say I'm, trying to say I'm coming in a suit and a tie, but, you know, those who know me, I try not to wear my most dirtiest, dustiest thing. So, again, most people bought their creative out-of-the-box ideas for fear of the investment. But a great idea can attract investors. I've always believed that relationships our greatest resource, but those relationships must cross-pollinate beyond the familiar. Okay. That one little word called familiar. How about I put in there, they must cross-pollinate beyond the comfortable, beyond the what I know. I must now venture out into this unknown territory, this strange thing, this new thing. This scary thing. I ain't never been here before, so I can't tell you what it's like. <clears throat> you must not, okay, but those relationships must cross-pollinate beyond the familiar. You must not limit yourself to any one singular viewpoint. You need a manufacturer in the room with a senator, a record producer next to a record breaker, a scientist along the artist, the banker team with a lawyer. Over the years, i learned you can be surrounded with the monolithic relationships and tap into a full release of your potential. I remain a great believer in research and data, but at the end of the day, most great discoveries can be traced back to instincts. So when I have an instinctive idea, it will die in the crib if I don't assemble a team around it that has similar instincts but diverse perspectives of influence and contribution. Hmm. When I have an instinctive idea, okay, you know what, this is this this seems good. I see what direction, okay, I got this, I got this, yeah. It would die in the crib if I don't assemble a team around it that has similar instincts. Okay, so that means people that can nurture, that can see it, that have some understanding. Okay, now there might be some who don't see it but they're not going to condemn it. Because sometimes at a point where I don't really see that, but I'm going to leave it alone. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm right now I'm going to just watch and see what happens. Like, oh, they, what's this? Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, stop that. And honestly, a lot of times, 
until you actually understand and develop the proper team around you, a lot of times, especially in your family, they'll be the very first to condemn that what you need to do. They'll be the very first to speak about the negativity, about how it won't work, that ain't it, and all that, all that other stuff, instead of giving it the life. See, ideas need to be, what he's talking about right now, when that idea is in the baby stage, you need to speak life to it. You, you need to best life and, and, and positivity. It's in the baby's what it can't, what it won't, all that stuff. That idea will die. And see, when you got a group of people, they all need to either have the understanding that I need to keep my mouth shut or I need to speak life about it, else that idea will die. It's a baby. See, I can say whatever I want to say about Chevy Chevy right now. It don't matter. It ain't a baby. It's with still time. Chevy, okay, whatever. You just want to buy my product next. But when it was first being formed and trying to come out with a company, if that town or the people had started, uh, on a, you know, uh, that, that one person tells another person tells another person, and they began to condemn that before, it would have never made it. So that's what you must understand about your ideas when in that, that firstborn stage. That's why you have to be selective about who you tell what to. Everybody ain't able, capable. So that's something. See, that's when your discernment needs to kick in. Okay, because God will tell. You know what? Sometimes you might not be able to tell nobody but the Holy Spirit. Yep. Hey, Sam, you also. Go ahead. You also said something earlier talking about the fact that you have to cross-pollinate that which is familiar. Mm-hmm. When you're cross-pollinating, you're impregnating something that basically is not used to what you have inside of you, clearly, because it's going from one one flower to a different flower, one situation to another situation. So the cross-pollination is basically moving one seed to a source to basically birth the seed that is not used to the seed. So, therefore, it has to take on the capabilities and the, and, and the, and the actual um, characteristics of that, which is it, it's impregnating it. So you're talking about like a hybridization, diversity. Exactly, because it's saying one, one, it was saying that one is familiar, and clearly the word familiar means normal or, 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 or common, and mm-hmm. the other one, it has to be uncommon. Mhm, mhm, mhm. So because it's uncommon, and you basically are impregnating the familiar, then the familiar takes on the characteristics on that which is uncommon. Mhm, 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 mhm. So, and if you go back a little bit further to the reading that you were saying about what, why, how people have to respond, they can't respond because they're common. They can't mm. respond because they're familiar. So mm. that in which is unfamiliar and uncommon to them has to impregnate them, and that's why they don't know what to do, don't don't know what to say, don't know how to respond, don't how don't know how to govern themselves accordingly because they're common. Mm. But if we're impregnating something that is which is uncommon and unfamiliar, that's why they don't understand how to respond. That was that. That's what I got from that that scripture that you that you read. Yeah. I mean that that passage that you read. 
glad you, I, I'm glad you, you spoke that because it meant, let me see it in a little deeper um, revelation. I'm glad you spoke up. Yeah, and then um, my, then um, my grandmother was listening, and um, she said, "Well, I, I I don't know who's on the line, but I wanted her to to um, to share um, to talk a little bit because she said I've been on the line for thirty some odd years, and she said I I she said she said I know I have victory won, and Sam I was gonna go in." <laughs> I, um, she said, "She said I know I've been on the prayer line for t- some some odd years, and she says I got proof that victories has been won." I was like, "You know what, Granny?" I said, "It's okay for you to put down the torch. Somebody else is holding it now." But I just thought that was it. I, <laughs> Granny, come here. close the door, Granny. Come in. Close the door on her, Granny. <laughs> Sam, here's my grandmother. Say, say. Praise the Lord. That's my prayer line. Praise the Lord. Hey, Grandma, how you doing? Honey, I'm blessed and hallowed favor. I'm doing great. All right, thanks, now, be, talking about. thanks be to God. He done brought me Amen. 72 years, and I'm still getting about. Amen. Amen. And y'all carry on. I carried on for about 30 years. Right now. But it came a time I couldn't, you know, do it no more like I used to, so. All right now. So he'll carry on in the in the prayer line I used to be on. Some of them still on other lines, but God worked a many miracles on. I mean, miraculous. Good for you. Good for you. Hey, baby. No, that's not my phone. That's, that's just talk, Granny. No. Where's Queen? I say good morning. That's, that's Arthur, Granny. That's just Arthur. Yeah. That's you, Arthur. That was him on the line. Why did you say that was you? I didn't know that was you. Granny, I'm on the prayer line with Arthur. Okay. Where you at, Arthur? I'm at home. You at home? Oh, yeah. good. I'll see you later on. Hi, okay, Scott. Hi, Scott. She's good. She's good. Okay. Well, I'll get a chance to see y'all in a few days. Okay. That's good. Okay. Okay. All right, baby. Here, 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 Mark back. Here. No, but I got Okay, Granny, I'm going waiting on you, Granny. Well, I got to go. Granny, I don't have to go to work until 10 o'clock. Hello? I'll be back. So the other thing to that, Sam, is that when you take in consideration that we are trying to, okay, you know what? Uncommon is not the right word. Sam, I'm going to use biology right now, and you and Arthur would understand what I'm saying. It's something that is foreign that we put inside of that which is common. Just like a seed going into an actual womb, it's a foreign body that's going into a seed, being her egg, and then basically her body has a different reaction that is uncommon to that which her normal body would react to when she would have her situation when it comes to her monthly experience. You there? Who, me? Hello? Yeah. Come here. So that's, that's what it is, that we're, she's being impregnated, or, or the common things are being impregnated by something that is foreign. And, and you know, yesterday we were talking about it, the... Um, 
I, I was thinking about the fact of what 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 you've been saying about speaking in tongues and warring and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. For someone who is not used to that, it's foreign to them because it doesn't seem normal that you have to speak in tongues or you have to basically pray in the spirit or seek God for everything. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. Ugh. You know what? And you know why I say that, Mark? Because, okay, I'll just talk about me. When you start growing and you start coming to the situation that you begin to see God for everything. And we say it out of our mouth, but when you really have to depend on God for everything, we have to do anyway. But when you become conscious about it, it's like, wow. It's a, it's a, trans, it's a transformation. Yeah, I'm going to talk about me. <laughs> okay? No, I, I get it. I, I, believe me, I get it because of the fact that, I mean, I I know that I would, Sam. I already know I I could put I, I I could get an attitude and be upset and people exceed the limitations of my medication on a regular basis. I get it. I, <laughs> I, get it. <clears throat> Sam, I don't I don't I don't have no problem with sending it and it's me, Lord, sending it me. I know I get mm, it. Mm, mm, mm. With that being said. That I am um, at that point, I, I know that I have to basically do something to shut Mark down, and I know the only thing that's strong yes. enough. Yes. The only thing that is powerful enough is the word and me being in the spirit and me praying and me basically seeing what God has to say because I know me. Mm-hmm. I naturally just hit the fan just because I feel like jumping up. So therefore, it's best for me to know that I need. I have. That's why it says. Um, that's what. That's why it says he's a keeper. Mm. <laughs> you don't want to be kept. Because mm. in some situations, people put you in that you don't want to be kept, and you want to be kept right up top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. You want and you want to get something to tap real good on top of their head. Mm. Uh, you, in addition to that, you got to, like you say, you got to want to be kept. That's a key thing. Oh, come on now, it's not, not going to keep you if you don't want to be kept. You know, and and, and as you speak, and, and you know, there's so much revelations that just come to my mind. Yesterday, my sister came by, and she was saying. Arthur, right now you're in kind of trouble, she said, because you know I never really had the time to mourn my husband's loss. And she's been going through this a couple of days. But yesterday she said, but I've been listening to this song here, and I forget exactly what it was, for joy, joy, God's great joy. And I went to Bible class last night, and we was talking about, he was speaking about um, fasting. And then in the same term, he turned around and spoke about the joy of the Lord. And at the end of the service, he came back confirmation, God's great joy. And he started playing the song at the end of the prayer meeting. And then this morning, to my awakening, was my friend, Tanya Bevel of Stemonite Delta. She called me. It was just so out of the blue. She and I started talking in ministry early this morning on the phone. And that particular thing she was, she, was, she was talking about what her reading was that she was studying last night. She said, you want to be, she said, God is a keeper. 
but he's not going to keep you if you don't want to be kept. So it's confirmation within, within, the, within what's being said. If you seek the Lord and you ask the Lord, well, first of all, we're going to go boldly before the throne of grace and mercy, uh, before the throne to obtain mercy and grace in the time of need. It was God who kept me. Now, I'm talking about the real Arthur, the one that you know, the one Martin or the one Erica know, the one that Maria knew, to keep me during the time of my assault. Because otherwise, the tongue that comes out of Arthur would have been so brutal, it would have made them, they would have needed a ladder to crawl up on a snake's belly. Or better than that, if I had laid pans, it would have took the entire army to pull my hands up off that individual. So the thing is, when you're seeking the Lord and you're praying to the Lord, you allow the Lord to have his perfect will in your life, he will keep you when you're faced with trials and tribulations. Then I'm going to go back into it. You said that um, you spoke of something, and I'm just paraphrasing. I'm trying to bring it back to memory in your early part portion of the reading this morning, when you said something about be careful about who you share, basically, I'm just paraphrasing, things with. Because everybody's not going to accept your successes. In fact, they'll take your successes and turn it around so it could be your demise. So we have to have, use a discerning eye about an, an, an eye as well as a discerning tongue and mouth because everybody's not ready to hear of what's, what's going on in your life. Well, you know, the other thing to that, cousin, is that this it's 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 that one what she just said is it has it's like a if that one is an onion that 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 has to be peeled back by layers because of the fact that you um you do understand that because of because of the fact that you can't tell everybody your story because they can use it against you. One, you can't basically tell everybody else your story because they then become jealous of you. You can't tell everybody your story because they can't comprehend the fact that you are uncommon and they're common and God wouldn't put that into them, let alone anything else around them, because that's not who he is with, to do with, with them or that's not who they are. It's a lot of times where it – I remember reading the book called The Dream Giver, and um, it was by um, – um, Bruce Lookerson, um, he wrote The Prayer of Jabez. The dream giver says that it's not comfortable having a dream that nobody could understand. It's not wise to tell your dream that people cannot interpret. So therefore, it's your responsibility to basically pursue after the dream you saw by after you writing it down. That messed me up. That was Habakkuk, two and two. Write the vision and make it plain. So when people see, they could run. That's what it was. We have to understand that whatever God told us in our particular dream, that's what's going to be manifested. And sometimes if you have to walk, crawl, scream, cry, dance, shout, um, hop, However you got to get to it, you're the only one that can basically fulfill the, um, the um, requirements for your dream. 
But what we have gotten to is basically allow the dream stealers, that's what the book talks about, to take away that in which was our dreams. The wall of fear, our families who don't understand us, our friends who don't want us to see us succeed, the people around us that are already our enemies. But it also talked about the fact that there are dreamers that have been gone before us that left lifesavers for us to basically see. So we have to catch a hold of those lifesavers that the dreamers before us have left for us. And sometimes it's those dreamers aren't in your family. Sometimes those dreamers aren't in your circle. So you have to find something that's outside of the box to get to the place of how you can accomplish the dream that God gave you from the beginning. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, so when I have an instinctive idea with dying the crib, if I don't assemble a team around it, that has similar instincts but diverse perspectives of influence and contribution. The best way to kill your instincts is to surround yourself with only practical people who never take the voyage beyond what the empirical data states. If you only move based on data, you will find only negative, you'll find only um, negative old ideas. Refer to the data and heed as wisdom when feasible. But sooner or later, all inventors and most investors must cut through the clutter of quarterly reports and ground themselves in their instincts. And when creative instincts emerge, resources will eventually catch up. Usually the information has to play catch up with the inclination. Hmm. <clears throat> Usually the information has to play catch up with the inclination. You aren't one bank loan away from a million dollars, but you are one creative idea from a million dollars. When circumstances seem to hold you hostage, your instincts pay the ransom. At its core, an instinct is an inborn pattern of activity or tendency to act that's common to a given species. Hmm. I'm going to read that again. At its core, an instinct is an inborn pattern of activity or tendency to act that's common to a given species. It is also a natural or an innate impulse or inclination. These instincts are not just the basic ones you might consider such as for survival, procreation, or fight or flight. In my research, I was surprised to discover that some experts believe many people possess an instinct or natural aptitude for making money, others for healing, creating art, organizing, or negotiating. I'm convinced our instincts emerge out of, out of and alongside our gifting, so it makes sense that our instincts will reflect our talents and abilities. As one expert from Wikipedia explained, any behavior is instinctive if it's performed without being based upon prior experience, that is, in the absence of learning, and is therefore an expression of innate biological factors. 
For example, sea turtles newly hatched on the beach will automatically move toward the ocean. A joy climbs into his mother's pouch upon being born. Honeybees communicate by dancing in the direction of a food source without formal structure. I like that. At its core, an instinct is an inborn pattern of activity or tendency to act that's common to a given species. It's also the natural or innate impulse or inclination. Instincts are not just the basic ones you might consider, such as for survival, procreation, fight, or flight. So instincts basically are those things you just you just find yourself doing. You just enjoy, you like, or you just naturally go to it. It's something that's within you. And again, if we take it down to spirit, soul, and body, then, you know, we all have been given uh, a, a distinct instinct or a distinct um, spiritual giftings and qualities. We all have them. We all have them. So, again, we might have to dig it out from around the clutter or everything that's buried on top of it, but we all have it. It's up to us whether or not we choose to take our shovels and go discover what's inside of us. World of the entrepreneur. Regardless of our particular instincts, they all share a common direction forward. Going out into the wild frontier possibilities means you have to you have to wing, you have to wean yourself from from the nurturing state of normal and accepted practices. Ha 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 really? Really, really. Come on, let me say that again. Going out into the wild frontier possibilities means you have to wean yourself from the nurturing state of normal and accepted practices. All of life is available to us, but not everyone will go through what it takes to enlarge our lives and reshape our environment so that we can release our instincts. Now, you know what? It says here that you have to wean yourself from the nurturing state of normal and accepted practices. Now, I would say that's true, but you know what? Sometimes some of us need to be kicked. Because we ain't leaving the nest. Some of us are so caught up in ourselves, and it's like as as he was talking about the ego, and you know, and the ego beginning to okay, baby, it's time for you to go and now pushing the baby out. Some of us fast as as we as we're trying to make a way to go, a building building up because I want to stay right here. I want to stay right. You know, I'm going. No, I'm not even going to go down that road. Let me keep reading. Visit your local zoo, and there will you will see animals living in cages. As long as, a, as long as the animal, say a lion, stays in the cage, he knows exactly when he will eat. Cages are comfortable. Cages are consistent. They provide security. And generally, they are safe. Mm. Mm. Now, this is what I got to say. Let's be real. If you want to stay in your cage, that's fine, but be real about it. Repeat that again, please. Well, what I just said or what I read or both? How about I read it again and do it both? Oh, that'll work because my dad clicked in on the other line. It says... Visit your local zoo, and there you will see animals living in cages. 
as long as the animal, say a lion, stays in the cage, he knows exactly when he will eat. Cages are comfortable. Cages are consistent. They provide security, and generally, they are safe. Cages are comfortable. Cages are consistent. They provide security, and generally, they are safe. And I'm just saying we need to come to the realization and be real with ourselves that if we're going to stay in a cage, you're going to stay in your situation, you're going to stay in your job, if you're going to stay in that which you're familiar about, then just say yes. Don't brush yourself because you're not fooling others. In other words, I'm saying don't talk about all that you're going to do and what you want to do and this, that, and the other, but you are not doing anything different or anything to make it happen. Because really it's, it's a facsimile. It's false. You're false flagging. To recognize, you know what, I choose to stay in my cage. Now, this is the other thing, too. So now when you make a decision that you're choosing to stay in that cage, then you're choosing to be placed upon the dictator of others. You're choosing, you're going to have, okay, tell you what, you want to stay in your cage of your job? Start telling your your your, your um, bosses, I, well, I know we're supposed to start at 8, but I'm going to get here at 9.30 for the rest of, for the rest of these you know, three weeks because I just don't feel like i got stuff to do. And he's going to say, okay, you know what, maybe the first time he might let it fly, depending on your boss. So I tell you what, I'm going to free you up so you can do all you got to do, but you're going to have to find how to do it without a paycheck. See, when you're in that cage, you got to live upon the dictates of others. It's just that simple. <laughs> me, me, me and Cheryl had a, a slight conversation. We always argue about it, though, it's, you know. She'll give me, because I always say, you know, she, she, you are your own boss. You can do what you want to do. And I let her go ahead and give her a little tangent. And after I let her get it out, I said, now, now that you feel comfortable, after you just come from, from the doctor, from this job that you got with your benefits, you got this, that, and the other, let me tell you why I'm doing this a certain way. Why the time I got finished telling her why, she was quiet. See, she has a set circle rules and environment and situation circumstances she has to deal with. Mine's on a whole nother realm. So in all honesty, I got a lot more things influencing my decisions because I'm I got a lot more going on. And I I, I, I learned see I've learned that, you know, people who are who are used to having a job and that particular set of rules and regulations they see what they see, but they don't understand the full story because they're not in it. So I've learned I don't try to tell people to get them to see what because they can't understand. It's not that they want; they literally can't. It's not until you come outside side of the cage and you begin to experience life on the other side that you go, oh, this is a whole other realm. I laugh at my cat because she was in from the outside. And, you know, when she she used to want to go outside, now she will open the door and she'll sit up there and look at the door and she might venture outside, but then she'll be running her butt back up in this house. So just be real about your situation. Be real about you because you're not fooling nobody but yourself. Visit the local zoo.
There you see animals living in cages. As long as the animal said lion stays in the cage, he knows exactly when he will eat. Cages are comfortable. Cages are consistent. They provide security, and generally they are safe. And yet I suspect there's often an alluring urge in our golden main friend in a cage to see what's beyond the safety of his warm bed and conveniently place water through the cage's corner. For the animal born in captivity, there's no basis for comparison. His needs are met and he is safe. Isn't that enough, many may ask? But if the cage were truly natural, then why must it remain locked? Keepers lock cages because animals are instinctively drawn to the wild, even if they have never lived in the wilderness. The lion longs for something he may never have experienced, even when he need, his needs are met in the cage. This is the roar of the entrepreneur. It's not that she can't get a job and be safe. It's that she is attracted to the frontier beyond the cage. The comfort of present limitations may be safe, but where there's nothing ventured, then of course nothing's gained. Most creative innovators eventually migrate from the familiar cage of controlled environments into the wild and, yes, dangerous frontier of entrepreneurship. Whatever tickles your instincts, it will be something powerful and persistent. Regardless of where your instincts may lead, the question remains the same. Do you have the courage to adapt to the wild after living in the cage? Mm. Or put it another way, what do you do when your experiences conflict your instincts? What if you're raised up in the ghetto but have had instincts for the suburbs? It's the lion's dilemma. If you were trained for a job but have the longing to be an entrepreneur, you feel his pain. If you long to be in a loving, stable relationship but have only known breakups and heartbreak, then you see through the lion's eyes. The jungle beckons, but the cage comforts. Wow. Wow. Any comments on that? Well, in addition to that, well, to to even just to bring light from, from a scientific um, point of view, as long as we are in that small box, we are not able to grow. Mm. But the moment you get a chance to come outside of that box, you learn new experience. You learn a new way of things. You learn a new way of survival. So, therefore, in order for us to be able to survive, we got to come out of these little boxes that we are so accustomed to. It's always good to stay up under mama and daddy's um, wings, but sometimes our ego, where even the mother going to kick their ego from the nest so that that child can go out and so that bird can go out and learn how to hunt, to defend, and to uh, even provide for him or herself. So, therefore, we have to... Um, Come up, come up out of the little cage boxes that we go through, and then when I'm teaching the scientific method, I use a you. I have fish. I got a thirty gallon aquarium, and scientifically, it states that in order for a, a, a fish to grow to its optimum size, it has to be put into a larger container, and when it takes into a larger container, then that it's able to develop its fins, begin to flourish a little bit bigger, bigger. The fish becomes a little bit bigger. And then, therefore, it's able to adventure and go out and explore new territories. So, But we as humans, we so customer just want to stay in one place because so, we we, it's comfortable to us. 
And some of us have that mindset. You use the illustration of basically with your discussion with Cheryl, and you, you let her know basically that you, you're accustomed to that. That's what you, you're familiar with. But on your behalf, you've got to go out and you've got to try and make things happen. And that's what we don't, how we don't grow because we don't go out and try and try something new so that we can grow. Just like even in the spiritual walk, if we just go back over what, what us as old people say, what us pastors say, and we don't open that book up and study for ourselves, we're not going to develop a spiritual relationship or grow more spiritually into the Lord until we open that, that, that book for ourselves and read it and ask the Lord for insight, for discernment of the, and, interpret, and understanding of the scripture, you know. We can go off of what grandmama said, but grandmama lived according to what she knew. But then as now that we are our own selves, our own persons, we're trying to say, develop something a little bit more that's going to feed our spirit and our soul. And in feeding our spirit and our soul, just like you and I and Mark and the many others that are on this call, we are sharing. We are learning from others. So that's the thing that we get out of that. Amen. Amen. Hey, hold on one second. Even after the decision to take the risk has been made, the struggle is far from over. In many ways, it's just if for some reason this animal, which has never created to be in a cage but has been all of his life, is placed in a natural habitat, the jungle that he is always meant to be in, he may die. Although his instincts still reside within and it will eventually surface, this transition to the wild may be difficult or fatal if his natural instincts are not reawakened and gradually restored. Leaving a cage for the opportunity to discover the freedom of your true identity requires not only leaving the safety behind bars, but also learning to harness the wilderness within. What is natural may not feel normal because your experiences don't match the inclinations. Just because something is natural feels normal when you have never had an opportunity to explore the true essence of your instincts. Hmm. That's deep. Deep. So his instincts are natural, but because he they've been broken or unharnessed or untapped into, they're natural, but because he's not used to walking in them, they're unnatural to him. And I'm going to even take that into the point of what he talked about yesterday when, when T.D. Jason was talking about, and me and Erica was talking about, what's in your core. But if your core is broken, or if your core has never been, then you have not been able to take what's inside of you again now and it has to be reawakened, retrained, reharnessed, then put out. And you can only do that through experience. And see, that's why I have to come, Jesus talking about the great position. A lot of us have some brokenness in us. But you know what? And it just hit me. There's a huge difference from having brokenness within you from having your core broke. Wow. That's. Deep. That's like I got my truck and <laughs> my, 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 
And well, my I, I ain't even took it to my mechanic. To my bottom. My my. It does a little. The money, and he, he said, "Oh, so my truck has some brokenness in it that needs to be fixed, and I know that. But if I go out there and I put my key into that ignition, and I go in my truck, and that motor is broken, that truck ain't going nowhere. And, and that's." the difference between some of us on this line right now. Some of us, we got some brokenness in us, some parts of damage, and, and, and we know, well, I'm limping or this and another. But some of us, our core is broke. It's, and if your core is broke, you need, a, you need a heart transplant. I can't fix a broken motor unless I take it out and do a complete overhaul or get another motor. And that's what some of us are trying to do, and we're wondering why we're still where we're at. In our minds, just like he talked about this lion, I want to be free, but I'm scared. I'm scared because deep down inside me, deeper from my instincts, there's a brokenness that has not been addressed. Now, this is the thing, is that brokenness has not been addressed. It has, might not even been discovered. You might not even know about it. The Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit does. And see, that's the thing about him where he's the great, he can and will. He'll restore. Matter of fact, he's the part of you. He can remake you. But what it ought to say, you got to be willing. And Mark say, and obedient. So some of us are in our mind, we're talking about all this pie in the sky stuff we want to do, but our core is jacked. Thus, we remain sitting exactly where we're at, doing exactly what we're doing. Okay. Cages and stages. Imagine how important it is. Imagine how important it is that we wean the lion from the cycles of the cages and gradually reintroduce him to a primal sensation of freedom. That alluring gaze of freedom from a structured job or career may tantalize you with the notion of being your own boss. <laughs> but I must warn you that the sensual notion of freedom can be a seductive trap if you don't understand that you are stepping into the world that isn't as carefree as it looks. New predators, new diets, new abodes await you. You have to learn to hunt your own prey and avoid being someone else's. Though many of us aren't happy in cages and feel drawn to the wild, we must never underestimate the fierceness of freedom and the danger of the new worlds of self-fulfillment. Instinctively, successful individuals almost always have to go through a metamorphosis in order to free themselves from a cage-like habits. Mm. Mm. Instinctively, successful individuals almost always have had to go through a metamorphosis in order to free themselves from their cage-like habits. And more important, they need time and training to adapt and to develop the instincts that are critical to survive in the new environment. I can't help it. Felicia, I hope you're on this line. I hope you're hearing this right now. Because as I'm reading this, I, I'm just seeing you as, you as you're struggling, but this is what's happening in your life. 
you're struggling and you're mad and you're upset and you're going through, but you're going through the metamorphosis, the retraining. Ooh, Jesus. Mm. The unfamiliar. The hybridization. Ooh, Jesus. That is necessary so that you'll be able to, to be free and to be able to do and produce and bear the fruit that God has called you to produce. Thank you, Father God. Erica says, that's exactly why I'm going through counseling now. That that are necessary. See, everything has an order. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. I got to go there. That's why I consistently tell you to talk to the Holy Spirit. Because... They, when you go through the counseling, the classes, and this, they know, they will give you an order of things need to be done, which is great and yeah. But you need to take that and go to the Holy Spirit and not let him give you the distinct details that are directly related to you because he knows what's really going on inside of you and how to address it. Whereas this book might need to say you need to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Holy Spirit said, well, I tell you what, don't worry about one right now, but we're going to focus on three. As you focus on three, one will be addressed, but not in the manner that you think you need to be. See, that's, that's, that's the power of, of having God being able in a direct relationship so he can help you move toward the next level. But see, if you're stuck in your head, you will never tap into that which is able. Oh, my God. Not only able, he desires and is the best way for you to walk. Okay, I'll just keep reading. How about that? Instinctively, successful individuals almost always have had to go through a metamorphosis in order to free themselves from their cage-like habits. And more important, they need time and training to adapt and develop the instincts that are critical to survive in the new environment. If the lion needs that adaptation space to develop a more natural instinct, we too have to be prepared to be mentored and tutored even when we possess the instinct to increase. The unborn baby lies in a cage we call a womb. He has high eyes but cannot use them and a mouth that he has never eaten with. He has been innately equipped for a world he has not been exposed to. His innate instincts like sucking, seeing, walking, and sitting have never been utilized because no opportunity exists in his present state, a warm cocoon of development. He must be born and enter the world to discover the instincts imbued by his creator. Cages and wombs come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. It doesn't have to be a dead-end job to be a cage. It can be renting as opposed to owning a home. For some, it is the desperate clinging to singleness for fear of the hard racing perils of intimate partnership. Many would rather sit at a table for one than risk the awkwardness of bolting into the uncertainty of coupling. And that new cycle of circumstances, the cost of admission is the risk of rejection and abandonment. We all have cages of comfort that protect us, but also isolate us from discovering not only what lies outside, but also what lies within. Wow. I got to read that one again. Cages and wounds come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. It doesn't have to be a dead-end job to be a cage. It can be renting as opposed to only... 
It can be renting as opposed to owning a home. For some, it is the desperate clinging to singleness for fear of the hard racing perils of intimate partnership. Many would rather sit at a table for one than risk the awkwardness of bolting into the uncertainty of coupling. In that new cycle of circumstances, the cost of admission is the risk of rejection and abandonment. Mm. The cost of admission is the risk of rejection and abandonment. We all have cages of comfort that protect us, but also isolate us from discovering not only what lies outside, but also what lies within. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the baby cannot grow and mature into a healthy child until he leaves the womb. He is finally birthed into something bigger, and it's only after the cord is cut that he discovers within himself unused instruments that have only just become activated. I fully believe that many people never really leave the wombs of simple survival to the bigger world beyond. Now you must understand that birthing is traumatic. Yeah, I got you too, boo. <laughs> birthing is traumatic. Hmm. Wow. And that, what he talked about, like the trauma of failure and the trauma of success. Birthing is traumatic. Over and over we repeat the process. We go from the womb to the family, which is also a controlled environment that feeds and sustains us. <coughs> By the time we are adapted to our family, <coughs> we are birthed into the world around us. We have to activate instincts of survival or return to the cage of living at home again. Could it be that social constructs of mommy and daddy only lead to the jungle of high school? The baby becomes a toddler, becomes a child, becomes a tween, becomes a teenager. Each stage concludes its own weaning into the next phase. Often the adolescent leaves the family bruised by the assault of rebellion as he tries to escape the identity of who am I to the family and to the world, who am I to myself? Mm. 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 Come on with that. Over and over, we repeat the process. We go from the womb to the family, which is also a controlled environment that feeds the status. So we're born, and now come out the womb, we're born in our family. And basically what happens, the baby cries and he gets attended to. By the time we adapt to the family, we are birthed into the world around us, and we have to activate instincts of survival or return to the cage of living at home again. Could it be that the social constructs of mommy and daddy only lead to the jungle of high school? The baby becomes a toddler, becomes a child, becomes a tween, becomes a teenager. Each stage includes its own weaning into the next phase. Often, the adolescent leaves the home bruised by the assault of rebellion as he tries to escape the identity of who am I to the family and into the wild of who am I to myself. The rebellion is so prevalent at the age is the flailing cry of an emerging adult struggling to go where his instincts demand 
but mortified at the same time by the wilderness of the second womb vacated. The diploma is awarded, the cord is cut, and with a vehicle for vacation for vacating the home, he opens the door to the wild. But is he ready? Welcome to the jumble of mating instincts. Facebook, friends, and the ferocious and foreign prospects of public performance. Independent environments now require that he disengage some behaviors that he developed within his last environment and develop instincts that will enable him to survive in the wild. Wow. Mm-hmm. Any comments on that? Okay. Now, some are pushed, but some fear the low-grade life of playing it safe and jump into a waiting destiny they sense deep within. And yes, it takes a certain kind of person to risk in this way. Curiously enough, these types, curiously enough, these types become the people we end up reading about, watching on television, listening to our iPods, and following on Twitter. They are what I call jumpers, people willing to jump out of their nests or run out of their cages into the free fall of the jungle where they must survive by their instincts. Recently, I encountered a quotation from a famous jumper that sums up his instinctive philosophy on life. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the result of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and your intuition. They somehow already know what you what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. This statement comes from Steve Jobs, the visionary founder of Apple, recently declared the most recognized brand in the world, surpassing Coca-Cola for the first time ever. You know why I encountered Mr. Jobs' sage advice? On P. Diddy's Instagram. As crazy as it sounds to consider what Steve Jobs Sean Combs and TDJs have in common. If nothing else, we are all jumpers. We have each risked leaving our cages and venturing out into the wilds to discover how our dreams can be brought to life. Let me give you another example. Bob Johnson, who built up black entertainment television into a multi-billion dollar enterprise, could not remain content with his achievements. After investing his time, energy, and resources into the unqualified success of BET, what did he do next? He sold it. He realized what everyone willing to leave the cage actually realizes. Entering the jungle is not a one-time event. Certainly, when he first entered television, considered the prospect of starting a new cable channel geared toward African Americans, Mr. Johnson probably felt like he had entered the jungle. And yet, years later, what once seemed like a jungle had become another cage. So Bob Johnson entered a new jungle even wilder endeavors, purchasing the Charlotte Bobcats, which he later sold to Michael Jordan, another jumper, and then some. Real estate, investments, asset management, philanthropy became jungles for Mr. Johnson as well. Based on his willingness to enter jungle after jungle, it's no wonder that then Bob Johnson became the first black billionaire in our country. He knows what, he, what all eagles in the air know. It's okay to be fearful, but don't let the fear keep you from flying and the rush of adrenaline that comes from overcoming one's fear is addictive. When you leave the familiar and enter the unknown, your fear becomes refined by experience. 
inhabited the tools of survival and the ambo of anxiety. Ooh, Jesus. Hmm. When you leave the familiar and enter into the unknown, your fear becomes refined by experience and hammered into tools of survival on the anvil of anxiety. I like that one now. Mm. I am never more passionate about a fight than when I fear my all right now. Wow. This is powerful here. I am never more passionate about a fight than when I fear my opponent. Fear teaches you to be cautious, careful, and conscientious. It also forces you to be creative, compassionate, and calculating. So often, fear becomes the fuel for your power in the jungle. As my friend Joyce Meyer says, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. I'm done. Wow. That was powerful. That was powerful. All righty, then. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Got any jumpers on this line? Jump, jump. Jump, jump. I'm a oh. jumper. I'm oh, bad. Oh. Oh, bad. Mm. But that's very parallel to what we were talking about yesterday about your greatest strength being your greatest weakness. Or you, and you can, you know, reverse it. Your greatest weakness can become your greatest strength. Mm. Because typically where there is weakness, there is also a fear. Mm. That's why you're weak in that area, because there's, you know, resistance or hesitation of moving from that place and doing something else. But there's also a desire and anxiety that burns within that you not be in that place anymore. And the Mm. only way you can move from that place is to face your fear. And that thing that stunted you or had you stagnated, then becomes your strength. Mm. Mm. But the only way that you'll get past that is when your desire is oh. to come out is stronger than for your desire to stay in. Right, right. Then you'll be willing to face the fear of whatever cost. That's right. It is definitely a cost associated, but they can't live in the same place if you choose not to address it. Wait, wait, say that again. They can reside in the same place <clears throat> because you're adhering to one aspect of it and not the other, <clears throat> and you're blinded to it being a strength because you've lived in the weakness of it so long. <clears throat> All righty. All righty. But, dear, you know, you said something that was very powerful about the fact that the thing that we are are not good at is our weakness or is something that we fear. Uh-huh. But if we reverse that thing around, it could be one of our greatest strengths because we basically, the Bible says that um, in our weakness, we are made strong by his strength. 
and we put that capability of our issues in his hands and allow him to rectify those things in us, it could be our, one of our biggest strengths because he said, for he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and the soundness of mind. If you have the soundness of mind, then there's nothing that you cannot do because you know that it's not you of your own self. It's him that's basically doing it with you and for you and through you. So, therefore, if we basically take on the true attribute that he's basically set before us, therefore, some of the issues that we have, we wouldn't have because of the fact that we are – well, I'll say it like this. When we basically use the world's mentality against the world, I think that that's when we become more powerful. The world's mentality is the, the, the regular laws of their, how, how they deem the world. So when we basically use God's law, there's a reaction. It's like a chemical reaction. If you put um, um, baking soda and vinegar together, you're going to get the explosion. It's the same thing. When you apply God's law to your humanity and, and your spirit, something has to be come, come from, something has to come from that. It's not like it's just going to basically be there and then nothing's going to happen because that's not who our God is. So if you use His laws and His practices and His principles to what it is that you what, what He says for us to do, then therefore we should basically have a natural reaction, and that's why that's why. It's it's not safe or it's not safe for us to say that we believe and then we show our unbelief by not doing what he says. So it, it, it's it's natural entrapment. for us, huh? That's entrapment. Right, exactly. Because if we say that he is and he's going to do and he's done, then why not basically allow that to be manifested? Because we have, like you said, that fear. And the thing of it is, is that if he is God, there's nothing that we should basically fear. He says, um, I think he says, for he's the Lord our God, for whom shall I fear and whom shall I be afraid of? That was that was a statement to say that, I mean, it, if you have any concerns or have any fears or have any things that you should be concerned, you shouldn't because I'm still God. And I think that that's the biggest issue that we, when you said talk about the weakness and the and the chain, um, and the the weakness and the and the the weakness of the link in the chain, it is just that we need to basically understand that we don't have to be fearful of that which is unknown because somebody and something knows it, and that is God. So we don't have to worry about being afraid of those things because it's not necessarily unknown anymore. We just have to do what He says. Anybody else? Anybody else got anything to say?
I will say this, facing your fears is, is it's challenging. It is definitely uncomfortable. But, you know, at what point in life do you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired? And that, yeah, I'll just leave that alone. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's 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 I guess again that's what I got when he was talking about the caged animals, and we got to be real because you know some of us are saying one thing and living another thing, and I'm like, really? Mhm. Well, look at look at um Moses. How free did they want to be from slavery? But then when they were free, when they were, you know, well, when they were released, how mm. many of them wanted to go back in bondage? Back. Right. Amen. Oh. I want to go back to. I want to go back to that. I know. At least we got our dinner. Now we and got if I have to, and see now you're telling me that being um, out of bondage, I have to Accountable. rely on. Something other. I have to rely more on self, and I have to rely on God. I don't have anybody telling me who, what, when, why, and where. And I'm comfortable with somebody telling me who, what, when, why, where, how much, how high, if I can't. Hey. So our definitions are of freedom are not necessarily true to being free. Well, the reason why you have to do that, those things, Erica, is because of the fact that that lessens the accountability for you if something goes awry. If somebody but has I'm going to tell you, and that's very true, but it lessens the accountability, period. Because if well, it goes awry, I'm going to blame you. Right. If I if if I if something goes awry, I'm gonna blame you. If something, right. you know, if the opportunity that I do not take to get out of this place um, isn't offered, I'm still gonna blame you. I'm in training all day. I'm not even in the office. I won't be back till tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. How about I come to do something else and I run into other folks? Sorry about that, y'all. My bad. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and that's just the thing. It handicaps you in so many other areas of your life. But at this point of the stage, some people want to be handicapped for the simple fact is that they don't they don't want to basically. You know, well, you know, actually, I'm going to say it like this. Sam, remember what we read yesterday? It says, to my core, I'm a survivor. Huh. To my core. That means that I have the resilience to survive no matter what I do. Right? Mm. So with that being said... If some if that statement says that I 
to my core, I have the resilience to survive. You know what that also means? To somebody else's core, they have the resilience to lose. They have the resilience to what? Lose. Well, I, I want to change that word to say I have a right to lose because there take there is no resilience that is present if you're losing. Well, that was the point. They not they don't have that fight. They don't have that drive. But I I, I think the word choose and choice is very um. Uh, more appropriate than resilience because that is just very significant to you not doing a doggone thing. Right. Okay. That's fair. Because the book was talking about the fact that how, how we could have a human experience in that moment to be upset and be mad, but then we basically kick it into gear to know that it is my right to not want to respond right then and there. But though I'm not going to respond right then and there, to my core, I am a resilient person and I am going to bounce back and I'm going to bounce back because I'm a survivor to my core. That was interesting because of the fact that we have had experiences where we all just wanted to give up, but something innately inside of us is just like, no, nah, we can't. Because if I give up, what's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen to my to my to 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 my dogs? Whatever it is, what's going to happen when I just basically give in? But see, now that's when you got somebody outside of yourself dependent upon you. That takes it to a whole nother level. That you know when, and that and that's also even I, I you know even I laugh at least when she's going through her stuff. But one one of the main reasons that she pushes on is when she says, you know what, this ain't about just me. It's about the children that have signed on board to work with me. So if I quit, then I'm affecting their life. But see, again, that's a whole nother level of accountability people don't want to deal with. But even with but even with that accountability, you talk about the resilience to her core. She's not thinking about herself. She's right. not thinking about her family. She's 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 innately thinking about that in which does not even encompass her. It's somebody else's child. Uh-huh. That's a that's a drive and the mechanism that you can't teach. That's a drive and the mechanism that everybody doesn't have because some people just say the hell with them kids and the hell with their parents and the hell with this, I'm leaving. The reason why I say that is because clearly she's in business because somebody basically stepped down and gave up. A school closed and she saw the deficit there and she basically opened up hers. So therefore... She has the resilience to survive. She has the resilience to basically say, hey, I know it ain't easy, but I know it's going to be cool, so I'm going to basically go on and do what I got to do because this is what I have to do for me and this is what I have to do for my children. Not everybody does that. Not every, people lose motivation in every, a lot of things on a regular basis all the time. Come on now. Huh? Really? Huh? Ooh. Mm. 
But you know what? Now, see, I got since you want to use that word motivation, and it still applies. But you know what? When you get to a level that, I, and you know, let me say it like this, because I'm going to say it's beyond motivation. How about mm-hmm. desperation? You know, because I'm motivated to do this because I want this to happen. I need to happen. This is what gives But, like, like I, if I don't do this, then it don't look good at all. And that's why I say it's still motivation, but it's in a whole other called desperation. It's just like, you know, like say you're fighting somebody. I'll give you a prime example. People laugh at me when I talk about my wedding story. But when you're getting attacked by one person is one thing, but when you're getting attacked from all sides, it takes it to a whole other level. And you go into a whole other, and that's what I did. That's why I don't remember what happened. I just blanked out. Cause there was I was I was I was involved I was you know surrounded, and that's what it is. It's a whole nother level when you go from motivation to desperation. It's just like stress and distress. That there you talking about calling on instincts and all different. Cause cause if you it's a it's a you gonna die. If you don't do this, you will die. That's a whole nother level. And you know what? Most people don't even want to think about, let alone talk about or live. Even with that is, and I know I I not I don't know what happened, but I know for me when I got married, when we got the, when the hate mail came, I said you know what, I I, I said this ain't, this ain't what I signed up for, and and, and to me Sam I, I think that every relationship that was significant to me, <laughs> as they said in the color purple, I had to fight. <laughs> Every relationship that had some significance, Sam, I had to fight. And it's just like every day shouldn't be a fight. But I'm like, what, 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 what is it? But the thing of it is, is that with the significance of, but you know the thing that, but the the, the um, but the thing about fighting, it, it, the, the the thing about fighting, I that I when even when I said it, I thought about the fact that. You have to have the resilience to even do that, because some people will just some people will just crawl up in 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 a ball and just get beat. Mm. And some of them will say, "Listen, you might knock me down, <laughs> but don't let me get up because I'm going to fight you until the end." Mm. But some people don't have that drive to basically say that. Well, I'm just gonna get whooped today. No, I just don't necessarily know how to take a good licking. Why? I, I I don't know. I don't know how to take a good whooping. I'm sorry. But you know what? Though, as we're talking, that can be born. That can be de- That can be developed. So it's nurtured. You're saying. But it has to come from that again. Huh? My desire for whatever it is is greater than the process of the pain that I've got to go through in order to get it. So that drive can be developed if you, if whatever it is that you want and you're, fight, you're walking toward it and it's greater than whatever it is that you're at. So that will develop that, that, that thing. It, it, you know, it is developing. Well, tell me what part. Fighting is so, is, is common. And because it's defined as a negative thing, mm. we assume that we should not do it. Tell me one time in your life you didn't fight. 
Come on now. And was the fight worth it? Come on now. Tell me one time in your life you did not fight. Huh. And fighting in the context that we're speaking of is all about resilience. It's all about pressing forward. Well, if what relationship case, do you not fight for? Right, but if that's the case, tell me a fight that you don't want to do. I tell you a lot that I want to do. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that when you have when you have gotten to the point where you don't have nothing else, and your last resort is to fight, you don't nothing. You don't know nothing else but to do is fight. You're not gonna you're not gonna sit there. Yeah, I don't know. Some people do. Yeah, some people do. Because I think at some point, because we were born, you know, in my opinion, in the context that we're speaking about, we were born to, you know, uh, most of us was born with that innate desire to press forward, move forward. And oftentimes that requires that you fight. As we mature, that's when we begin to um use this thing about discerning or determining if this is even worth a fight. Right. that's when we learn everything is not worth fighting for now. Right. Now, I do I do agree with that, and I, I do understand that everything is not worth the fight, and everything might not be um, – we we shouldn't fight everything. I, I I totally agree with that. There are some times where you can be wise and choose that in which you're battling for. But I think in the context of what we're talking about in 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 survival in life and just basically being resilient, I think that the fight that we're talking about is we have we 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 have to choose that fight every time. Well, you choose. Well, I, I say like this. You learn to pick or choose your battles. You don't you, because some things get thrown at you, and you don't have a choice. But you learn, you choose how, you choose how to deal with it. Right. And if you get smart, because even in natural fighting, you that's even boxers and martial, they train so they can learn how to deal. Eat this is so. You learn how to fight, how to learn how to better fight. You learn when to pick it, when to fight, even in wars. I don't want to attack them here. I want to attack them there because it's to my advantage. So those are something we must learn how to fight, when to fight. And what, okay, Pam, Lisa, and, and um, Felicia, I'm hopping them, okay, because y'all need to learn how to war in the spirit. It's a whole other level of fighting that they are unfamiliar with. So it's a lot of different things about fighting because you don't always get to pick and choose your fight. You don't. You don't. But that's what I kind of disagree with you about because of the fact that um, some things are thrown at you. Strategizing is fighting. When you when you strategize to do something, that's fighting. That's trying to figure out how you win. And when you say when you say there's some things that you some things that you fight and some that you don't, when you basically strategize and you see that that's not worth the fight, you need to conserve your energy for something else. That's choosing to do. Uh, that's 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 a, that's still fighting. Correct. Because you're using strategy to basically figure out what you're supposed to do and when you're supposed to do it. 
I agree with you. I'm trying. Uh. Well, well, let me ask you this question. <clears throat> are there things that it, that are in our life that we can? Hold on, Granny, that we could um, make the decision to say that, oh, those things aren't worth fighting for? Or is everything that we have worth the fight? All right, well, Noah, I got I to gotta take that even deeper. This is, this is what we need to do is we need to go be the Holy Spirit and ask him. Because, oh, really? Because these things will say to hell with Okay, since I'm cutting. Perfect thing yesterday. Pam, I had the greatest revelation of why God won't give up on her. Because if she can be as stubborn as she is in herself, if he can get her on the other side of the coin, she can be just that. For him, God said that's worth the fight. But see, Sam, remember when I was talking to them when I was driving my patients and I talked about how um, the three of them could use something from each other and I talked about Pam's stubbornness? That's just a confirmation of what I told you. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But but no, but this is what I'm saying. This is on because in all honesty, I'm saying, you know what, Lord, she ain't trying to do nothing. I'm done with it. But God keeps bring, bringing me back, saying, "No, son, to her. No, son, to." And I, I'm, I'm being honest now. And I might be hurting her feelings, but she's gonna have to get over it. I look at her like, "What the hell are you doing, and why?" Well, Sam, I'm going to challenge you. And right talk now. to a minister, or but I say, okay, Lord, I, I'm going, I'm, and I just let get out the way and let God be God. So I'm, I'm telling you the difference of, of how I feel and how God feels. That's why I'm saying we must take things to the Holy Spirit. Well, that's true, but Sam, but but I'm going to challenge you because of because you're a leader, you just can't give up on them because of the fact that you just are just tired. So with that being oh, said, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying Sam Farley. Okay, you said Sam Farley. That's my mother, buddy. Okay. okay. Now, now, but with that being said, there were some things. There's some things that he had to. He there's some things that somebody might have wanted to give up on us for as well, Sam. Okay, but this is what I'm saying too, Mark. When somebody's not trying to help themselves, what are you going to do? You got to keep on fighting until they until they get it, honestly. No, no, no. I will only do Who that. Who has to keep on fighting? I will only do that. Reason being, because if I'm doing it, if I'm doing it, and then the Lord's not leading me, then that's me doing it. And that's a waste of my time. Because God is saying, I never told you to do that. <laughs> so you're saying it was a worthless battle from the beginning? No, 
No, we all get to a point, and even God's not going to violate your will. So if you get to a point that you're going to stay stuck where you're at, what can God do? Perfect example. Me, me, and me and Morgan's mom, and we one of our incidents. And God told me, He said, "This issue between you and her is not about you and her; it's about me and her. If she will not listen to me being God, she will never listen to you." When God told me that, man, I washed my hands. There was nothing else I could do about it. You have to understand that there's a difference from when you're trying to do something and get somebody to see something, and you're force-feeding somebody. The Holy Spirit is seeing you to do it. I'm leaving. Close the garage. You at work. Fuck you, man. But I also want to mention to Mark when he <clears throat> he had he's still being worked on. Talk about Mark with the differentiation of what God wants and his feelings. Oh, that's that's very true. Your feelings could definitely be contrary to God's will. Well, it got nothing true. to do with it. That's true. That's very true. Cause I knew you, y'all know I be going through my motions in the ocean, honey, and I and sometimes I don't understand it. Cause I be like, God, why? And then I'm like, I'm still doing it, and I, and sometimes you know, and sometimes I know that I'm doing it to pacify other people around me. Oh, uh, there you go. But wait a minute, it's also to pacify you. Oh no, she! I'm going on mute. Uh oh. Well, I'm going to pass by you. No, it you ain't. I'm moved from that place. That's that's your weakness. That's one of your weaknesses. You you have yet to move from that place of you know doing something for people or helping people. And it doesn't have anything to do with what God is instructing you to do. It's all about what makes you feel good. True. That 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 could be true and that could be my own enabling will be in basically like, oh I need to do this so I can feel good about the situation and circumstance. Right. Right, right. Yeah. That's when it becomes, you know, that's when we have to learn the difference between tilling the ground, planting the seed, watering, all of that. Just because you want to stay in till. And, you know, doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do if God has already instructed you to just plant and move forward because somebody else is supposed to water and till and, you know, take care of that land or that crop. Wait a minute. Since we cutting and slicing and dicing, I'm going to talk about my brother here because, see, when he first got on the line and he was all on and whatever, and we hit a certain point, he didn't like that. He pulled away. 
He stayed away. I saw. Okay. Call up in himself. And what I do, his name is on the list. I keep praying for him. I keep praying for him. Never have I ever said anything negatively about you, about any on a conversation. Have I? But am I aware? Yeah. But what do I do? I stand the gap and I pray for you and let God work it out. And slowly but surely, all of a sudden, you start to reemerge and reappear. And you're at another level. See, that's how we're supposed to let God deal with things. I, it's, not, it's not me to get in your ear, Mark, you need to be not. No, 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 that ain't my assignment. Now, am I saying is that somebody else's assignment? Yes, maybe not. I don't know. But it goes right into what Erica was talking about. Some plant, some water, God gives an increase. My job is to pray over you, to minister to you, and to speak life to you. And let you work this thing out. You and the Holy Spirit, now, have I prayed on your behalf for God to get inside of you? And Yes, I have. Because I recognize the value that's inside of you more intrinsically, that assignment that God has placed before you. So now I stand on the wall regarding you, but I'm not going to get in your ear and try to force you to do something that you are refusing to do. Again, if you cannot and will not do it for God, you definitely won't do it for me. I'm going back on mute. He probably hung up the phone now. I may would. I probably would have too. What? What? I ain't saying nothing. I'm just talking. Forgive me. I'm just cleaning my juice. No, no, no. He he got a clean. He got to take care of his client right now. So. <laughs> Try not to run into a car. <laughs> He can't test because he's trying to drive, but he sure cussing me out, but right now. <laughs> he gonna oh, get to that traffic light or that stop sign, though. He said what? He gonna get to the traffic light or stop sign, <laughs> and you gonna get a book, a book <laughs> in your text message. It ain't even gonna ring; it's just gonna buzz. He gonna be speaking in them other tongues. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. You talking about the one he talking in now? <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that one right there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hmm. <laughs> he he, he ain't got the phone near because like, I might get, I might just t- touch that new button. Let him know. <laughs> Look. I'm gonna stop talking because I'm already finna get one. Let me get one first. And you, and you gonna come silent. <laughs> I don't see why people don't like me. Look, dear, dear, and there it is. <laughs> oh Lord, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Oh well, um, anybody else got anything?
doing that, they saying, hell no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I'm scared even listening in because I'm getting called out. And I ain't said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, you know, hey. Well, I guess um nobody else would go ahead and do prayer requests then. Because I got words to do. Well, you could go and pray for me. They <laughs> like, might as well go ahead and get yours out of the way. Yeah, I'm doing an elder abuse training. Yeah. Yep. All this right. was good, good reading today, Sam. Good reading. Oh, hey, PP. Yeah. I'm glad you heard. You heard the part that I was thinking about you on. I mean, the whole thing was really about me today. So yeah, I got it. Wow. Well, praise God. I got it. God. You sound so happy about it. <laughs> I am. I am. Hmm. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. You know, I'm at that. I'm at that point. I'm at. I'm at a point right now where, you know, it's like I'm at the what the hell moment. You know, that's what I'm hmm. at right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're in the same place. So, now you need to write the paper about it. I won't. (laughs) Hold on a second. Now, what y'all doing? Woo. Let me go take this. But yeah, um, one of the things that I, one of the things that I was, um, that came back to my remembrance was about the elephants, uh, how they train elephants in India, and I was just like, that's how I feel, and and the the reading today was like, I really had to change my mindset. Mm. Wow! Praise God! You know, so. Mm, wow, you know what, and 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 Felicia, that 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 right there, I had to change my mindset. That's what this is all about. And because, see, I ain't trying to say none of us are a hundred percent right, but the game, you know, if evidently if. What I'm trying to do and I ain't there, then it's something that's not quite in alignment or not quite there. So I might need to make some necessary changes within me in order to achieve those necessary goals. And that's what I'm talking about. See, you said I need to change my mindset. You didn't say it's something wrong with everybody else or you said I need to change my mindset because until you change your mindset, nothing else will change. So are you saying that transforming your mind is a lifelong process? It's a day-to-day process. It's a moment-by-moment process. 
you know, because, I mean, why would he say you need to renew your mind if you don't need to do it? Hmm. You know, and, you know, and it's like, I'm not even going to lie. I went back to reading. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I just, I just, That's where I'm at right now. Like, um, so my mindset has reverted back to what I usually do, and so I'm acknowledging it. I'm like, okay, I'm, let me let me get back, you know. So I'm balancing it with with studying the words too and, and looking at scriptures. But I notice like I'm going further and further back to that place where I'm just like, you know what, I'm done. And so I'm, I'm 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 working my way back out. I'm working my way back out, but it's just it's just like Lord, you know what? You know, it's like I I'm remember, <laughs> remember it's the stock market, Felicia. It's up and down, up and down, but the overall average is up. Mm. <clears throat> so as long as you have that understanding that, that you're gonna go back, you're gonna go back, you're gonna go up, you're gonna, but the overall average is up, then you are doing what needs to be done. And the payoff is significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I need to I need to come out of <laughs> then I'll stop I'll stop playing the the old town country blues, and I'll go back to playing the reggae then. Cause right now my 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 whole my whole song is nothing but the blues right now. You know, it's like it's one of those kind of things, and it's just like you know, you try not to stay there. You gotta, and that goes back to you gotta change your mindset because a lot of things it's just again like like you you're saying it's a cage, and you gotta acknowledge what your cage is. You know, I mean, think about it. It's like I was um, a slave to this moment for so long. That it's like, okay, now try to actually do it. I want to do instead of just be a hearer. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I'm not, cause like you said before, you read, you read it like a couple of weeks ago. And that's even stayed with me. Like, I can, I can spout it off all day. But until I actually put it into action, it's just words, you know? And so I'm trying, but it's like every time, it's like every time it just seems like the more effort I do it and I get knocked down, I'm, you know, it's like chipping away. And it's like, okay, well, you got to let it chip away because those, those, and then, you know, Steve Harvey comes in, he's like, every time you fall and you get back up, you're building you're building the calluses, you're building a foundation. And I gotta remember that. But shoot. 
is 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 that how many more cows do I need, Lord? How much longer? How much longer? How much? You know, it's just really, it's just really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Well, I, I want to suggest this because I really don't know, but this this is just you know a method for me. <clears throat> I have gotten to a place where. I don't look at the essence of time as much as I used to. Now, I'll be lying to say I don't look at it at all, but I don't look at it as much as I used to. And what I'm getting to is you're asking, or we have a tendency to ask, how long, Lord? Uh, I'm tired, Lord. And then I just ask you to look at how long were you out of the ark of safety? How long were you not doing, you know, And just, you know, when you start looking at that and you don't want to really, when you begin to say, you know what, I don't even want to think about it because I was definitely doing whatever it was that I was doing for a long time. Right. And he covered me and he protected me. So, you know, I don't even want to challenge him anymore about how long is it going to take him to deliver me. Because okay. I didn't, you know, because we didn't challenge him when we were doing whatever we wanted to do and yielding the results that we wanted to yield, whether it be feel good or whatever it was. And so my, you know, for me, I'm just like, you know what, God, okay, I hear you. I ain't even finna challenge you on that. I don't, I don't even want to compare apples and oranges right now. <laughs> See, different mindset. Yes, you're right. I, and I'm just saying that that's, you know, one of the things, you know, mentally that I do. I'm like, okay, you know what, that's all right. And I need to hear that because you're right. How, who am I to say anything when I was doing my dirt and he was being patient? Mm-hmm. So it's like how much, you know, something that's supposed to appear now that I've changed my mind, expected just to change overnight. You know, right. not that he can't, but right, right. If he if he if he hasn't changed it overnight, I am, and and this is where the patience come in at. This you know when it said patience is a virtue because it's something that you definitely have to have simply because no man knows the daytime or the hour that he will appear, nor do we know when he's gonna respond or answer you. And so just like he had the patience for us to return to him so we can reconcile with him, so must we have that same patience. <clears throat> Did any of you all hear T.D. this morning when he said the the lady, he was talking about the lady, um, what's the one, I forget wherever she was at, but she wanted to, him to heal her daughter. And um, <clears throat> anyway, she came to him, asked him, Master, and the other, because she wasn't a Jew. And then Jesus' reply was, not a word. You know, when we're asking for God for this, that, and the other, but his reply is, not a word. And and that's the same thing when you're talking about how long, and that's where we got to get beyond that because we got to get beyond how long where it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it to whatever it takes. 
And that's what he was talking about, this woman. If you let that not a word when God doesn't reply stop you, then you will never get there. That's when that faith comes in. And that's when that faith in the word, because if you're believing right. in the wrong right. thing. <laughs> right, right. Faith in the word, right. Well, the other thing to that is that there are plenty of times where you can pray for something and because it doesn't show up and God doesn't give you a word doesn't mean that you stop. But because of the fact that you don't have that mechanism to keep going through and keep pressing, you stop because you don't think that, He's going to respond, but sometimes the response is no response because if he gives you a retort, you possibly will stop doing it. But now, even back, going back to our reading, what if it's his no response is forcing you to go back deeper within to redevelop your instincts, which are innately in you, but they're damaged, broken, or not being used, so now if position to press to reactivate that which is inside of you so again that's why we got to let god be god because this thing is so much more deeper than we understand yeah Mm -hmm. i agree with you and i wholeheartedly agree with you i'm just saying from the standpoint that when you were when you were okay okay like okay this right here i believe it was probably two days ago when it was talking when we were talking about the deep water. And the book said deep right after that. And then Lisa said something about the fact that I think she was saying that she was not praying in a in a sense, but you were telling her that she was praying. You remember that? Yep, yep, yep. with that being said, God's not answering. God's not saying anything. But that didn't make her lose the fact that she's still fighting. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I concurrently agree. She is still fighting, even though he ain't saying a word, but her fight is basically producing the fruits to show that she can still survive one more day if she fight a little bit longer. Even if she goes day by day, minute by minute, she's still pressing on. Because she's pushing towards that which has been promised to her. It don't seem like he's talking. It don't seem like he's answering. It don't seem like he's saying nothing. But she's getting energy and, and fuel from where we are, where, where, where she is, what God is saying through us. She's still getting that in which she needs, but he ain't saying nothing about her circumstance and situation. And you know, as you were speaking, what came to me is that the Word of God says we wrestle against principalities, powers, et cetera, et cetera. There are times in a wrestling match where people just get locked. Yep. And they just lay there. Right. Right. But what we don't see is that that inner maneuvering or shifting or strategizing. So right now we might see a little wiggling, but we don't lock 
and that's what's going on. When we get to that, we're deadlocked, in, but we're still, still the Holy Spirit is moving and maneuvering, and we're moving and we're shifting. So it's a lot going on, even though from the outside looking in, it looks like I'm just laying in there. there. Sam, I got one for you. I got one. The old folks just say, Jacob wrestled with an angel all night long. Who? <laughs> <laughs> He said, I'm going to hold on. Oh, Jacob. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, he said, I'm going to hold on. And I won't let go. Man. He blessed my soul. He said he wrestled. <laughs> he said he wrestled. How do you wrestle? And, and see, Sam, you know what messed me up with that scripture? He was not wrestling with that in which was carnal. Mm. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. But when the done, he naturally limped all the rest of his life, which gets right back to what we talked about, the spiritual things affect us on the natural. That's natural. Right. That's spiritual wrestling. That's a, that's a natural reaction. Correct. That's a natural reaction to a spiritual situation. Come on now. But Sam, but the, but the Bible says that he wrestled that in which was an angel. But but the resilience Sam wasn't the fact that he was fighting. Mm. He said, "I don't care what you do, how you do it, what you do to me, how you do it to me, and how long you do it to me. I'm not gonna let you go." And see, that's what we gotta get. Sam, I'm not gonna let you go until you do something for me. And my house, my children, my family, my mama, my dad. But I'm going to, I'm going to fight even if it kills me. That's, that's beyond motivation and desperation. I'm going to fight because that's all I know that I have left. Sam. Come on now. Yeah. Sam, I, I, listen, I ain't got nothing to lose. I already lost it all. Wait, wait, wait. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm not exactly sure. Isn't this, like, right before he's getting ready to meet his brother? Yes. What I saw. But the thing of it, but watch this, Sam. Everything that I have is gone, because he don't know about his brother yet This at this point. Right, right. His brother was basically on a mission to get him. So, Sam, all that I have is gone. Mm -hmm. So, if all that I have is gone, and then I don't have nothing else... I can't. I, okay, it's just like this. If I have my, if I if I got my girls, naturally I want to do the right thing. But but they all I've always heard is say that come hook or crook, I'm gonna take care of mine. Mm. I'm not gonna let you just do whatever you feel like you can do to me because you think that I'm in a position where you can just punk me. Not so. I'm going to hold on. To what God said, the dream, the visions, everything that He told me. Because if I die here, Sam, it won't be manifested. That's that's the issue. If I don't hold on and allow you to bless me, everything that I have lived for to this day is null and void. That's the biggest issue. Do you want to die right here versus allowing God to basically show you what he promised you so he can prove to you that yet again he didn't lie? 
Nah, I want to go even deeper. Do you want a place in your life, an attitude, just when you need it, or do you want to live in that place so that or that's the way of life that you lead? Well, that, but but Sam, that's a choice to live. That but but looking now, see you you just messed up right there, Sam, because mm-hmm. we were talking about when when we need God to move and when we need Him to do something, do we pray in the Spirit? That's a perpetual place now that we do those things. Mm-hmm. What you just said was a perpetual place. Mm-hmm. It's not a place of basically a choice anymore. This is a place where I, I, I can't react no other way because this is all I got. What I talked about before about being totally dependent upon God, where you really go, right? Yeah, right, right. Mouth, yeah really? Okay, uh huh, go right This ahead. is a perpetual place that I got, Sam, because I don't have nothing else. I don't have a choice but to pray and see what God is telling me because I'm responsible for my my reactions, my movements, my thoughts, and I'm responsible for those things. So I can't let I can't let the situation basically depict that I am going to not do what God is saying. Wait a minute. Did you say I can't let the situation depict to me what's going to happen? I think. Because, okay, okay, I'll say this. If I allow that to dictate to me that I can respond however I feel and however I feel is wrong, then how then do I tell somebody else how to get over versus being their feelings and just go off all the time? <laughs> Other than the fact of saying that there were some situations in my life where I could have went off. But again, Sam, I'm going to hit you with my favorite when I think about the goodness of Jesus. And all that he's done for me. And I just could stop right there because I don't have to respond the way that Mark would have normally responded for the simple fact is that this is no longer who I am. I basically transferred from me to him. So at that point, I, I don't have the luxury of re- – that's it right there, Sam. I don't have the luxury to respond like normal anymore. So, wait a minute. That means if I don't have the luxury of responding like I want to, that means that aspect of me is dead. That means I'm a joint heir in the crucifixion of Christ, which is how he desires us to live. So at that point, when I'm asking – so when I'm asking you – to take my yoke upon you because my burden is easy. My, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That's an actual. That's an actual parable that you're basically taking on me like I did when I went to the cross. Mm. Those are taking on the attributes of Christ, not responding when you know you can go off and have the right to do so. But you're living in the system to say that. Um, when you um leaving the scripture to basically say that um everything that is lawful which is right for you to do is not expedient in any type of time. Mm-hmm. Because why? We will get to the situation in the in the early circumstance of basically saying, Oh, it's it's right for me to pop off but it's not the time. Then you live in Ecclesiastes 3, and it says, well, for everything, and time, therefore there's a time and season under the sun for everything. There's a time for you to pop off, but that's not the right time, and you have to be just like um, Issachar. 
And Ishtar being a prophetic intercessor and knowing the time. And knowing where to shift and where not to shift and where to move and where not to move and where to stand still and not to say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about, is to basically be in a situation God and him move and provoke you to go to the place without staying into your own self and being carnal. But it's easier for us to be carnal because at that point we don't have to have the responsibility of doing that which is right and be accountable. every now and again. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.